0: This is West Beach of the Plasmatics, and when I want to check out All Things Kiss, I listen
1: to Time and Zeus on the Shout It Out Loudcast. and salutations welcome to the shout it out loudcast don't turn your radio dial you're in the right place because the album review crew is back with episode number 29 we are calling this one we are fully erected and rise when you rock your body and then one by one we all achieve victory together this will be our shortest episode ever because we have nothing to say thank you and good night
0: Wow. Well, you know, that's a great <laughs> intro, Sonny. And uh, and before we forget, let's thank our friend Tony for the intro. We no, always forget our friend Tony let's for the not. intro. No, no, you don't want to thank him. No, but I think, it's you. Fun, I think it's funny how if I recall correctly, Sonny, last episode, you said we're going to go from an album that sold 25 million <laughs> copies to an album that sold 25 copies. There you go. <laughs> but and who
1: I'm knows? This five is of gonna, them. But who knows? This is
0: going to be a good one. Right, Zeus? Yes. I think
2: this will be interesting, at yep. least conversation wise. Agreed. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Good night. All
3: right, <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: all we had to say. <laughs> that's it. 366, 617. Uh, six, <laughs> we haven't pulled that one out in a while, I guess. Have, uh, that's
1: an oldie, but a goodie. <laughs> hey, wait a second. You guys didn't rank the album. We know. Goodbye. <laughs> we
0: know. Don't worry. It's Shuffle. <laughs> Uh, 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 excuse
2: me. Uh, why didn't I hear any of the songs on this episode? (laughs) We're doing you a favor. (laughs) Oh,
0: come on. Be nice.
2: We'll see. We'll see. Am I pulling a sunny Tom? I don't know. We'll see. We'll I'm not
0: good that. at lying about how I feel about these albums. Oh so my god! I'm not good. Go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, Tom doesn't have a good <laughs> poker face when it comes to. Well, the- I do when I'm playing poker, but when I'm playing <laughs> ARC, I'm not good at it <laughs> with the decks. <text. laughs> yeah, no, I'm not good at it.
1: That's what we need to do at Creatures Fest: is play poker. That's a good uh, idea.
0: Let's do it. We'll at play Chris- with uh, Vinny. V- Vinny's going to be a dealer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Excuse me, Mr.
2: Pony. I have two aces. <laughs>
0: Holy shit, there's only one ace. What do you mean, two? We're going to play five-card Cusano. (laughs)
4: Let's play strip
0: poker. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Yeah, because we're all going to be there at Creatures Fest. Holy shit, that's going to be a disaster. All right, but let's get back on track.
2: Yes, and what we always do before we go forward, we go backwards and we discuss an album. I think I sold a couple more albums than this one and that was Beep, beep, Prince's
0: Purple Rain. That's right. We always start with our poll. Favorite song off the album. A lot of people had uh, a couple different selections for this, but the poll options for this one were When Doves Cry, Baby, I'm a Star, Let's Go Crazy, and Purple Rain. And it was very tight at the top there. We had Purple Rain with 32 winning the poll. When Doves Cry at 31, Let's Go Crazy at 30. And then you people, Baby, I'm a Star, coming in last at 7%. Oof. That's rough. Those top three were that close. Wow. Yep. 30, uh, 30, 31, 32. Yep. Um, Let's. (laughs) There you go. Our buddy Joel Hoffman, Purple Rain is epic. It never gets old to me. The entire album is amazing. And then we get a comment on that one from Dizzy Dean's Picket Fence Teeth. (laughs) Who is that? You got to come out, come forward. Who chimes out and says, you're a good guy. I'm not a good guy because I love whores. What does that have anything to do with? And then Sonny, Sonny jumps in and says, baby, I'm a star. Absolutely rocks. Then Dizzy Dean comments on that and says, so does good dental hygiene. So I don't know what's going on here. Dizzy Dean commented on pretty much everything. He then goes, my write-in vote is for Morris Day and the Times Jungle Love. Morris and I shared a bottle of boons and a newspaper blanket one night in an alley back in October. Good dude and can retain body heat well. Um, This
2: Dizzy Dean's picket fence. Please step forward. Please step forward. (laughs) <laughs> he, he last time I saw her, early in the week he put a poll together and said okay all you Britney Fox fans welcome to the first and final round of the best Britney Fox song tournament
0: cast. first and final round <laughs>
2: he put girl school and long way to love it got one vote <laughs> It was girl school, and he, and he and he retweets it and writes, "The vote is in, <laughs> not the votes. The vote is in. We have a champion in a landslide, thanks to the one who voted." And he ends it with, "Come on, girls!"
0: Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, please step forward, Dizzy Dean! Please, we'll give you, we'll get, we'll let you come on the show for God's sakes. Yeah, let's not go that far. All right, now a couple more comments about Purple Rain. Our buddy Tony, doing the intro music there, says, this record is hands down the best record ARC has reviewed. I'm happy to see Tom and Sonny got it right in the rankings. Then he had an interesting comment here. Prince is very much like Kiss. He changed his costumes for each record. You can pinpoint exactly when a photo was taken by how they looked and what they were wearing. That's good observation. The rare good observation by Tony. Tony, we love you, buddy. Oh, and then we had a couple of people. I don't know if you remember. Last month, we were talking about it's a bulging man. <laughs> well, we had a lot of people chime in and say that's Cousin Eddie from Christmas Vacation. Yep, that's correct. Uh, and then Kevin's on fire with a close-up photo of Mike Tyson's trainer from Punch Out. <laughs> <laughs> that's um not Little Mac. That's um what's it Doc Doc. Yes. Uh, then we got MD. He says. My history with this album came out when I was in college. Sadly, I had a fraternity brother who played it 24-7, ruining it for the rest of us. I may or may not have been responsible for them hiding this cassette. Drastic times call for drastic measures. I never saw someone so upset. Todd Harrig, a lot of history with Prince since he was from Minnesota. I grew up listening to his music with most rock stations playing the songs in their regular rotation. Never really thought of him as a pop artist until much later. Saw him perform very early in his career. That's awesome. Texan Brian says, I'm shocked this is a Tom pick. I thought it was a Hollywood. Great episode. Not a huge Prince fan, but really enjoyed this one. Uh, Yes, Sonny and I, as you could tell, with our number one ranking, we're huge Prince fans. Uh, Let's see. Clark Side of the Moon. Guys, love this episode. I had forgotten the greatness of this album. True story. I bought this in 1985. And in a fit of metal rage, I threw it out of my fifth-story dorm room window during a party. Oh, Wow! Now he likes the now he likes the album. Of course, our buddy Steve jumps in with his rankings. We love when Steve does that. And uh, yeah, that's some Twitter feedback. Not not too many negative things to say about Purple Rain. And uh, maybe until we get to our email section, which will be coming up soon. But Zeus, what do you got on the uh, book of face?
1: I'm trying to figure out what the metal rage is. What you were listening to? Overkill? It pissed you off, and you threw
0: Purple Rain out the window. uh, Yeah, it's almost like he likes it now. But when he was younger, he bought it. Like, first of all, what did you think was on Purple Rain? (laughs) It's a pretty self it's a pretty self apparent record when you get it. But yeah, eighty five. He couldn't. He was trying to listen to you know Ride the Lightning and couldn't handle Baby I'm a Star. I don't know. Maybe that was it.
2: All right. Our buddy, Tony Smith says, possibly the best album review show yet. Oh, uh, Jason Warden has uh, the gif of Dave Chappelle as Prince with a fucking plate of pancakes. <laughs> uh, Ryan Barks has a photo of him on the beep beep motorcycle. It was on display in Seattle. Uh, Brad Rustoven says, love the pick, Tom. Excellent album. Not surprised Sonny had it on top of his list, but you moving it to number one slot definitely caught me off guard. And then he talked about, um, he saw them something in 1984 and they played something, Seven Nights or something. Thanks, Brad. Uh, Jepson, Kevin Jepson. Uh-oh. Never heard this or seen the movie. That's a lie.
3: But the song, it. yeah.
2: But the song Purple Rain is one of the greatest songs of all time. Good stuff on here for sure. To slam pussy to oh beep beep (laughs) that's a nice review kevin yeah adam carlton says it's the best concert he's ever seen
3: Mm
2: -hmm. oh uh mike murphy and tom uh were uh pleasing each other with talking about prince's solo at the rock and roll hall of fame
0: oh yeah uh yeah i know great great music is really frustrating (laughs) Uh. overrated Oh yeah, um, totally Joe- overrated Let's talk about Joe Walsh Okay, he's way better Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah, he is
0: That's uh, embarrassing, but go ahead
2: Yeah, Prince is the greatest guitar player of all I time I didn't say that, I said uh-huh. he was better than Joe Walsh But go ahead, keep he waving ain't. that flag He ain't, but that's okay Okay. Um, Joe Decker, I awesome I took this pick at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame A few years ago I was a headbanger in the 80s And it was totally not cool back then To like art, uh, artists like this like Prince, you were gay if you did. Oh Jesus. Wow. So I was a closet prince. Oh Jesus. Outfield. Oh, we're never oh. gonna hear the end of this now. Oh no. From somebody. Yep. And a few other pop group fans. But Prince was amazing. So excited to listen to this episode, even though the movie sucked. <laughs> Except How for dare you. Naked Apollonia. Oh, yeah. Adam Nickmeyer, I've always heard the lyrics as might not know it now, but baby you'll find out I'm a star. So it's official. I'm a better lyricist than Prince.
0: Get it? I don't get it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm figuring <laughs> it out too. <laughs> also, good to know you guys got your pegging education. Oh, God. In Darling Sonny's
0: Castle. <laughs> D- darling Sonny, there you go. That's the cover. Devin Fox, also known as LC from Cobras and Fire. Oh, I was going to say Sonny um, <laughs> another-
1: every, every Everybody's
2: Sunny Poony. You don't have
1: a job, right?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, another great ARC episode. Enjoyed the parts reviewing the movie itself the best. And agreed, the vocals on the beautiful ones may be the best ever. All nine tracks are gold. Beep, beep.
0: Nice. I like that.
2: Oh, here's one for you, Tom. Uh, good episode, but like two hours too long. Like Pooney says, cut it down. I skipped the first hour and landed on the beginning of the episode.
0: Nice. <laughs> That's good it. good for him.
2: <laughs> That's it. I that was going to get better. All right. Not a problem. Here's another positive feedback. Kyle Schneider. I thought this was a KISS podcast.
0: Yeah, and then I think I responded with, like, are you new here?
2: <laughs> oh man, Keith Jackson, the best ever, period. Over on Loudcasters, Tom. David Zanitz, our buddy David. All right. Uh, uh, masterpiece, he says. Uh, Joseph Collins. I definitely had the cassette back in the day. Our buddy Jack Pinocchio. <laughs>
4: Shanna Menzumara, Mamma, 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 dare Mamma, 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 Mamma,
2: Apparently, purple bananas is slang for weed. He says.
0: Okay, really? Never heard, never heard that one.
2: I think it looks like he and he put a photo up, and it looks like I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, One of those uh, urban dictionary definitions
0: he put up. Okay. Well, the urban dictionary wasn't around in 1984, so I don't know if that's it, but that's okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was in Cliff Notes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right.
2: Nicolino wrote, meet me. Adam Stevenson. Lots of excitement when the new ARC episode is finally released. And wow. An hour in and the cock gobbling... On this piece oh, of garbage God. album is nauseating. Zero stars. What? Who's that wow. from again? Adam Stevenson.
1: Oh <laughs> Ban him. He's
2: banned. You banned. <laughs> so you were asking if there were some negative. There, the negative ones are on Facebook, not Twitter. Surprisingly. Um, Justin Steele. This made me rewatch the movie. And remember how bad it was. <laughs> I know all the hits, but not my cup of tea. So true. If you grew up around this time and on MTV, he is a handful of artists. You couldn't escape. Good listening, guys. Nice. Uh, your buddy, Mike Murphy, for the first time ever, looks like he's uh, taking a jab at my buddy Tom here. Oh, another great episode, guys. I'm looking forward to next month's ARC when Tom once again reveals his new number one album of all time.
0: Well, I'll respond to that in two parts. I can't help it that we keep reviewing some of my favorite albums. And two, I can guarantee you that ain't <laughs> happening in this episode.
2: <laughs> keep listening. You never know. Over now on our YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. David Grasso. Great episode. I would expect an S.I.O.L. to review Born in
0: the USA before Purple Rain. Oh God, I hope oh, never. Why? That's never. Bruce is never coming here on this show.
2: Then, a, <laughs> then again, there usually isn't much sex on a Springsteen album, so it makes sense. <laughs> That's, That's, a good
1: true. Point.
0: That's a good point.
2: Hearing Tom Bash jump by Van Halen was shocking. Isn't he a fan of Unmasked? I don't get why it's okay for Kiss to do pop songs, but not Van Halen. Whatever. Still love your takes on all these great Prince songs and that you're not afraid to give your
0: honest opinion, even if it's a contrarian one. Yeah, Jump is not a good song. It's not what you want to hear when you have a band like Eddie with Eddie Van Halen. It's just that 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 that, that analogy with Unmasked is... But Shandy is? Yeah, but see, now you're getting into the dangerous waters of comparing Van Halen in their prime to Kiss. <laughs> So if you
1: want if to do that, prime.
0: if you want to do that, we can. <laughs> yeah, but you can kind of say Kiss
2: was still like, you know, they still had the three of the four originals, and Eric is a hard-hitting drummer.
1: Do you, you like jump? Uh, they were not yeah, in their prime. I though. do.
0: It's a good, it's a good song. It's okay, just- so why don't you like Shandy? Same thing. Oh, because that song's horrible. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly right. No, jump like, is horrible. Kiss should have been even heavier when you have
2: when you had Eric and take out Peter, because they right. could now. And then they come up with fucking that and totally And Then they did and just a boy. An easy thing? Whatever the fuck that's called. No, that's your boy. Peter.
1: No, that's your boy. Yeah.
2: What's that other shit? Song? Easy as easy it as it seems. As That's
1: easy us.
2: I think they brought in, what's his name from fucking uh, <laughs> the You Can't Touch Me guy. What's his name there? You can't touch me? Super break. Oh, Rick, oh, Jim- Rick James, Rick James, <laughs> bitch. Rick James to play the bass on that track. Oh, <laughs> fucking terrible. Anyway, oh, here's a good one for you, Tom. Patent Diorama. Do I need to send you guys a box of tampons? What? <laughs> Why? Because we like prints? Wow. Wow. Oh. Yikes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, it's 2022. It's okay. Okay, guys don't have to. Oh, I fucking like
0: trucks and guns and porn. I can't believe you're not doing overkill. Where's the review of the Celtic Frost debut album? I still call it Celtic Frost. Celtic Frost. Frost. Whatever the fuck that crap band is. (laughs) And now I'm going to get all those fans after me next episode. That's right. What what are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, what are you talking about? Those guys are amazing.
2: That's a Mount Rushmore album for me. <laughs> uh, and then D B Q R X three. He writes "Sonny giving love to the Capri theater in Conkin, California.
1: Oh, oh, it must that... be a Bay area brother right there. Oh, fucking
0: anyway. Uh, that's what I got guys back to you. Sonny, you got a couple emails.
1: Yeah. So All right. uh, first one I got is from Mike H. ARC purple rain growing up. My father always said that if I have nothing to say, <laughs> if I have nothing nice to say, then say nothing at all. And that was the end of his email.
2: Oh, Mike, Dude, there's some, everything on Twitter
0: was positive. Everything else is awful. Yes. People.
1: Uh, next one's from Jerry Blackwell. Uh, purple oh, wait, rain. that's
0: a, that's a poony burner
1: account. Put, uh, in the, put in the alert. Oh, oh good Lord. <laughs> um, Wait, did he agree with me? I don't even know. I love the choice and listening to the episode, very interested in the next one, since it sounds like it might be some sort of hidden surprise. Well, it's a surprise, that's for sure. Uh, By the time I got into Prince, he was already bitching about copyrights and being a slave to the record companies. So he was a complete turnoff. Having said that, Purple Raid's amazing album and by far the best from his early period. His guitar skills have always been underrated and although people like to make fun of his stature and eccentric behavior... He was cool as cool could get, and pussy surrounded him constantly. I guess the purple, that must be moped.
0: It's moped. It's, yeah, when I first read, it, I thought
1: it said moped. Moped, right? <laughs> yeah. I guess the purple moped worked out in the end. That nice. was the show. Sure. All
3: right. Now we got pussy a couple around
1: more. him constantly. That's yeah. a good for him.
0: Okay. And then we got a couple more here. So Larry Neal, uh, also under suspicion of Poony burner account here. <laughs> Uh, hello, gents. Prince is the most overrated musician in music history, yeah, Larry. Except for so no not-
1: what the opinion is, it's me, correct? So it doesn't matter who it is, it
0: can't be sunny sunny loves Prince, <laughs> but that's why he uses these to throw curveballs so you don't <laughs> think it's him. <laughs> so when the next one comes up and it's positive, if it. it's high praise or low praise, it's sunny If it's in the middle, it's not him. That's how we know. <laughs> Uh, he said, except the song 1999, which will be used in commercials and TV forever. None of the other music has any staying power. My grandchildren will have no idea who Prince was, but will know who Michael Jackson was. Let's get back to The Rock. How about Tiger Tails, Shotgun Messiah, <laughs> Tangier, or Sleazebees? <laughs> Larry that's, from
2: Europe. is that par- That's that got to be a parody, right?
0: Uh, it's got to be. right. He's joking. What do you mean of- of course heard uh,
1: like, what, what do you mean what's the with Tiger Tales? <laughs> Fucking fantastic. The fifth album was
0: amazing. Isn't that a cartoon
2: for kids? Probably.
1: Yeah, Tiger yeah. Tales? But Tiger Tales, it's a real band, too. Yeah, it's a real band too. That's the problem.
2: Um, and we got Mike, another wait a minute, Michael Jackson's
0: music, but not princes. Yeah, that's why he's a pair. Anybody who who refers what? to sleaze bees in an email can't be taken <laughs> seriously. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Doug Middleton, I know for a fact that Prince was not gay. I tried making a pass at him once, and he told me to fuck off. By the way, Purple Rain is great, but controversy is better. Thanks for what you do, gentlemen. Wow, Doug. Okay. That's like the
2: old joke. How do you know your roommate's gay? Well, his dick tastes like shit. <laughs> oh, wow,
0: dude. Please wow. fucking edit that out. Please wow. edit that out. <laughs> What? Oh my wow. God, what the fuck is the matter with you? <laughs> wow. We're going to be banned. And then we got our first comment on our website. Oh no. Yeah. Somebody wrote the best album made in music history,
2: period. Sonny, you got on the website <laughs> early then. <laughs> <laughs> Every website comment from here on out is sunny.
0: It's sunny. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: that's the emails. That's what I got.
0: Awesome. That's feedback.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think there is a running theme of we're figuring out that everything on Twitter is a little bit more positive and everything else is negative.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's true. That's true.
2: Well, let's move on and let's get to this month's episode. Sonny, this is your pick. We got these CDs in the mail. And we're like, over on the holidays, and we're like, thanks, I think. We had no idea what this was about. We just thought it was a nice gift that you gave it to us. Hey, this is a band I like. Here you go. So that's us, our introduction to the band. Why don't (laughs) you go and figure and tell us some more?
0: Well, hold on, hold on. Before Sonny jumps in, I I just want to make a quick thing. So the only thing I know about this band is the CD that you sent us. And the fact that like that, like you got like grown up rock, you know, you and Steven and I know uh, righty and the, and the part of the hell guys, like the monsters of rock guys, like you guys love this band and that's, that's great. But it was, it, it, it's interesting to, when we first met you guys, Sonny, to hear you guys talk about some of these Swedish bands. I know Eclipse is another band that you guys love. Cause I've never, like, I don't hear, they don't, I don't hear them on satellite radio. I've had s- satellite radio for years. I don't hear them anywhere. And other than you guys mentioning them, just never heard. I've heard a couple songs from Eclipse. I think I may have heard one or two songs by Heat before, just from what you guys play or talk about during your shows. But yeah, our exposure to them is obviously extremely limited. So with this being your pick and this being a band that you've seen in concert a
1: few times, take it away. Yeah. So how I kind of came about it. Well, first of all, let me tell you why I picked it. You know, we've we've been off the beaten path with Zeus doing Eagles or, you know, you doing Prince last week or last month. And I've stuck my neck out there a little bit with Hailstorm because it was a newer band. But I wanted to uh, let the listeners get an idea of some of the Swedish stuff that's going on. So for Heat, I got into them tail end of 2019. I'm a Monsters of Rock cruiser. So they were one of the bands listed in 2020. And if, if I go through the list of bands that are coming up on the ship and I don't know them, I usually want to go and give their music a shot, right? So Mm -hmm. Mork does a good job of bringing some of these bands over that you're just never going to get to see in the States. So I go to uh, Spotify and just kind of randomly pick a song off one of the albums, and I pick a song called Point of No Return. And I'm like, holy cow, this is pretty good. So I'm just randomly, like, jumping to albums, picking, like, eight or ten songs. And after about ten songs, I'm like, holy fuck, these guys are, like – super in my bang zone, I'm getting excited to see him. Then I realize, oh my God, that's a lot of vocals. Are they going to be able to pull this shit off live? Cause yep. that's going to be a problem. So now normally most of us will go to YouTube and start checking them out on YouTube. I didn't want to do that because to me, like unless there's a professional recording, YouTube can give you either the best of somebody or the worst of somebody. And I don't really like that. So I'm like, I'm going to go in blind. We see them on Monsters Rock. The first show in Studio B, and holy fuck, guys. I mean, great songs, performed them well, ton of energy, ton of stage presence. The singer stage dove. He jumped into a pool on the second set. He was crowd surfing. He going to the audience singing. He was pillow people up. He would take people's phones and then record the band for the people and then give the phone back to them. Nice. Like it was all over the place.
2: Now, Sonny, and, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Is this the band that was on Heat 2 that you saw? Yes. Yes. So with the lead singer that was on this yeah. album, and this yes. is on Aaron the more And this is yeah. on the more Cruise last year? I mean, 2020. 2020. 2020. Okay. I apologize. Yeah. Go on.
1: Yeah. So because a lot of people didn't know this band, unless you're from Europe they wowed everybody on the ship in 2020. Every Mork, there is a band that's the wow factor, and these guys were the wow factor. So I ran into Eric, who's the lead singer, um, on on the last day of the cruise, shook his hand, took a picture with him, and, uh, you know, I was wowed with the two sets they played. So I told him, I said, you know, I got to be honest with you. You're probably the second best stage presence guy I've ever seen live, right? Because he doesn't play a guitar, nothing, right? So he's just got the microphone, and he's got all... And he goes, "What? let me ask you, who's number one on your list? I said, that's Prince. He goes, yeah, I guess I could take that, shook my (laughs) hand, and that was it. I guess if I say Paul and Stanley, maybe he fights me. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, That's funny. Um, But, you know, overall, of all the stuff that they got out there, I like about 80% of it. And about half of it, I wish I would have had my whole career, right? So, you know, for me, it's all about, okay, it's good music. I got the live connection, I'm locked, and they check all the boxes for me. So that's kind of how I got into Heat.
0: Nice. Yeah, I mean, again, I remember a while back, because we've been friends with you and Steven and listened to Grown Up Rock for a while, you guys talk about a clip. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounded like, from what I recall, that you guys were listening to Eclipse first, like that Eclipse was kind of in your zone a little bit, and then Heat came around. I can't remember. It sounds like I just remember hearing about
1: Eclipse first from you guys. Yeah, because Eclipse okay. was on the 2019 more. That's they what That's wowed it. Everybody on that's 2019.
0: It. Yeah, and I remember. I remember you recommended an album from them. I remember playing that. Uh, even my my son, who's going to be 18, was like, "Wow, these guys sound really good." But you know, a couple of things from Heat um, were just interesting. You know, we'll we'll, we'll obviously we're going to get into it. we're going to get into the into the production and stuff. But all you know, all joking aside and everything, you know, obviously this is a this is a unique episode for us because it, it's a it's a relatively unknown band they don't have that worldwide you know i mean we've done metallica and guns and roses and prince and the eagles this obviously isn't that so in terms of background information and stuff like that there's not a whole hell of a lot to to go on one thing that i saw that caught my eye was that i was kind of checking out some of their background and they were signed to a record label in 2008 that was owned by peter i can't remember how to pronounce his last name Peter Stomare or Stom whatever it is. and the only th- reason I know that guy when I clicked on like, wait, that's the guy that was in prison break. And if you see his face, you know him. He's a famous actor and he had a record label called Stormvox. And apparently in 2008 their debut album was released by then. then they had another album that came out in 2010. So Sonny, you, you you're better than me at, at talking about their history and you know their history, the, the signings and their lead singer changes that have happened recently.
2: So Heat was basically the album Sonny sent to us at Christmas time. I played it a couple of times because I know Sonny swears by them. And uh, I liked it. But, you know, when I put it on, it wasn't like a band with uh, cookie monster vocals or something crazy. It was melodic. So I'm like, okay, pretty good. But I didn't, you know, I didn't play it over and over again. It wasn't until he said last month. When he's like, "Yeah, you already have this this uh, next month's episode," I'm like, "We do," and he's like, "Yeah, I mailed it to you." I'm like, oh fuck! <laughs> so, um, I started putting it on and going through it. Uh, all new to me, yet the music sounds quite familiar. We'll get into the tracks, we'll get into the band, we'll get into the songs, all that stuff. But uh, I I know nothing about this. I don't listen to new music unless it's like. Given to me by a friend and recommended And uh, I'm usually a little bit Stubborn on my own to get into it But Sunny introduced me to Hailstorm And now I, I love them I'm buying stuff on their my own uh, Of their new stuff So Sunny introduced me to Heat We'll see where this goes I, I don't know, we'll find out when we talk about the album But uh, I have nothing To talk about as far as My history other than Sunny Sending me this CD So Sonny, why don't you talk a little bit about the band and their history and uh, get us up to date?
1: So recently they've had a lead singer change. We're going to put a pin in that because the band that we're going to talk about is the band that's on this album. So history on the band, four of them are original guys from 2007 when they established themselves. There's a guy named Jimmy J. He's the bassist. Jonah T., who's the keyboard player. David DeLone, who's a guitar player. Those three guys are the main songwriters. Don Crash, who's on drums. And by the way, Don Crash related to Gene Krupa, by the way. Wow, there you go. Yeah. And then Eric Gronwall on vocals. And Eric's the one who who left in early 2021. So Jonah and Dave, who are the guitar player and the keyboard, childhood friends. Okay. And their influences are more Bon Jovi, Europe, Whitesnake. Crash, who's the drummer, and Jimmy, who's a bass player, are childhood friends. And their influences are Row, Pantera, and Metallica. Eric is the pop guy. Okay, so no matter who kind of writes this music, all the other influences kind of come out in the recordings. But Jonah and Dave, who were childhood friends, were in a band called Dream. Jimmy and Crash, childhood friends, are a band called Trading Fate. And they kind of get together and make heat in 2007. The original singer leaves after the first couple of albums. Who knows why? Like That, that story is a little bit uh, uh, unwritten, I guess. Eric Gronwall joins as a lead vocalist on the third album. Eric is a Swedish Idol winner. So there's a, a just like we have an American Idol, Sweden has their own Idol. Eric got on Swedish Idol when he was 17 years old, didn't make it, comes back at 20 after taking the feedback and wins Swedish Idol after winning just like an american idol releases a song it's called higher goes number one in sweden releases the first album it goes number one and goes platinum first album just like any other idol album it's got a bunch of covers from what he did on the show the second album paul heard the way paul stanley heard the way eric was singing and paul had a song written and gave it to uh, Eric to sing on the second album. is called Timeless. It's pretty good if you want to wow. go check it out. It's on uh, Spotify. Then in 2018, Alice Cooper reaches out because they wanted a rock guy to play Simon in Jesus Christ Superstar that was getting aired on live TV on NBC Live. So Eric is Simon on Jesus Christ, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar with Alice Cooper, John Legend, all those wow. guys. Hmm. So that he actually got a graminated for a Grammy. Nominated for a Grammy, they didn't win, but wow. um, he got nominated. These guys has played uh, four times on more, twice in twenty twenty, twice in twenty twenty two, because everybody does two shows, just to kind of look and to expand their audience. They've done a couple of festivals in Chicago, but it's hard to come to the U.S. because you know you want to bring five guys. It costs thirty five, forty grand to get here in just travel and visas, and that's before you play a note in the U.S. So, you know, you I think they get playing more because it's considered international waters so i think they could kind of get by without all the stuff um they're doing well in uk germany spain sweden obviously the big in japan for some reason this album that we're about to listen to first one they self-produced no external help um i would say you know if i was to describe him i would tell you that he has elements of like late 80s white snake deaf leopard in europe Mm-hmm. I had one of our listeners, um, his name is Danny Elam, describe him. And Danny said, vocal talent of survivor, songwriting of Bon Jovi, music- musicianship of Foreigner. So you can mm-hmm. kind of feel that too a little bit. Yes. Album's called Heat 2. It's their sixth studio album. Uh, I'll explain that a little bit. <laughs> but in the end, Heat is a melodic rock band. Three to four minute songs. I think the longest song on here is 441. And they're European, and the European uh, rock bands try to, you know, do anthemic songs. They're always trying to, like, write the next soccer stadium anthem that can be used. They're trying to be radio-friendly. They're trying to do love songs. They're trying to do this mass appeal thing with this 80s flair, and they don't hide the 80s flair, right? They, no, they don't, don't care if they get compared to the 80s because they're trying to get on Spotify playlist so people will listen to them. So the guys who are fighting it and trying to do like musical theater and Cookie Monster are not doing as well as as the heats and the eclipses of the world, because they're like, you know what? This 80s stuff worked for people. We'll just modernize it, make the production a little bit bigger. And people will like us too, So that's kind of the history of heat.
2: Wow. Well done. Thank you. (laughs) So let's get into some of the facts. Uh, Heat 2 was released February 21st, 2020. It's produced by jonah t and dave delone pronounce that correctly
1: yeah yeah keyboard and dave and, uh, and the yeah. guitar player
2: and that's how i listed it um and that's it that's <laughs> what i got
0: <laughs> <laughs> no Sunny did Sunny did a good uh a good history good a good little wikipedia there on him so
2: yeah i don't have like you know how much this album is sold in the u.s or anywhere else Only five copies Yeah, (laughs) Maybe. And for some reason, you have five, you said, right? Well, I have three now. I sent two to you. Oh, okay. (laughs) Perfect. But yeah, that's what I have. There's not much to it. The only other thing I have, Sonny, and I think you were kind of alluding to it, is the fact that I read that they named this album Heat 2 because it seemed as though this was kind of like their debut starting over again. So if they were going to do a debut album for the band, this is it. So Heat 2, like their second version of them. And this is their new, I don't know, uh, new uh, format
1: or new style going forward. Is that what you had there, Sonny? Yeah. So what happened is with with the first singer, album one and two are a little poppier. Right. They don't have the punch. Eric joins album three and four has ton of punch album five, which is into the great unknown. They start getting experimental and people start going, Hey, what the hell is going on? (laughs) Right. So they immediately come back with their creatures and says, all right, he too, we're going to start over. We're getting back to album three, four, put a little punch to it. Here we go. And that's the, that's the whole deal. Gotcha.
2: Well, let's go into the album cover. Sonny, your thoughts.
1: So, this album cover, it it kind of, I think, is supposed to feel industrial. So, what I'm assuming here is the Heat 2 logo is like a metal piece that's getting, like, screwed into metal, and that's what's creating the sparks on the sides, Mm -hmm. right? Some of this is intentional, right? Like, off the E, you see the five crowns. There's five members of the band. There's five stars. There's five members of the band. So, I think they're trying to do... Some of it intentional. Even the the little lines off the H to the left and all off the T to the right. There's exactly five, right? So they're trying to do some of it intentional, but really it's just a logo with some sparks around the outside. I, I think it's cool.
0: Yeah, and that that H is uh, very Van Halen for sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I mean it, it's it's eye catching. I mean they it, it's it's a cool. You know, we were talking about it before we started recording that they're heat. You know, but it, I mean, you'll see it when you see the episode, you know, it's H dot E dot A dot T, not just the word heat, but it, it's a cool logo. It, it, it brings forth the image of a band that that is a rock band that's loud, that's trying to do something that's going to be kind of energetic and powerful. You got the, the, the you know, the fire, the flames, the sparks, kind of the goldy, you know, bronze kind of imagery there, the wings, you know, um, so yeah, it's, it's eye catching. You know, I, I think it's kind of cool.
2: Yeah, um, it's almost like it seems like the image, maybe the band's image, a little steampunk. Am I wrong? No,
1: no. no. The band's image, Sonny? I think they're trying to be a little glam. Just they're trying to have the punk aggressiveness, but they're trying to be like 80s glam. Like this is like 87, right? This is how (laughs) bands dressed in '87.
2: Gotcha. They're not, it's not asylum kiss. Right, right. It's like getting to hot in the shade kiss, kind of. There
1: you go. There you go.
2: So if you open up, they have the lyrics in this album, which I love. Anytime we can see it. And then they got a picture of the band. And I'm looking at the band, my first image of them. And I'm like, okay, there is Jerry Cantrell with mascara. There is one of the guitar players from Faster Pussycat. There is Wolfgang Van Halen. Who lost 20 pounds uh, Only 20 40. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> There is the lead singer From fucking, what's that band Everybody hates in, in Canada Which one? Nickelback in- oh. I don't hate
0: Nickelback Yes, <laughs> start sending your hate mail
2: Well the band that everyone loves to hate Nickelback, yeah, there's yeah. that lead singer there And then to the right Is kind of like, I don't know Punked out Adam Levine I don't know yeah. They're, so, they're
0: interesting looking, yeah. I can say that.
4: I can yeah, see, sure. see,
0: see, see, sunny is about to say something. See, we, we've known Sonny long enough. He has a look on his face that something interesting or funny is about to come no, out of his mouth. No, no, no And he's no, got no. that look right now. So, I mean, I, I want to see where
1: this is going. No, no. I'm just going to help you put names to faces. Okay. Because you can't tell who's who. Okay. So, who's uh, right? Mascara so,
2: Jerry Cantrell there?
1: So. <laughs> Going from left to right. So that's Dave DeLone. That's the guitar player. Okay. The guy on the barrel. That's Don Crash. That's the drummer. Okay. The guy who uh, Wolfgang who lost 50 pounds. (laughs) Notice is going up 10, 20 pounds. So Wolfgang who lost 60 pounds. That's that's Jimmy. Jesus
0: Christ.
1: (laughs) Who is he? That's Jimmy J. That's the bass player. Yeah. The guy sitting down on the lower barrel there. That's Jonah Nickelback's T. lead singer. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> Jonah T. He's the keyboard player. And then you got Eric Gronwall, who's the punk guy.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> it's funny. Like the one who's trying to be like the hardest is like the get, keyboard guy.
1: Yeah. yeah oh,
2: oh, okay. <laughs> Does he rock a
1: guitar? No, he doesn't, but uh, okay. he's he's the, he's one of the main songwriters. Yeah, I know. So I think there's the problem.
0: Oh, so he's right? part of the problem. Yeah, <laughs> <That's the, laughs> So
2: nice. he's what we got to take out. <laughs> Am I wrong <laughs> to say there's a little bit of a Neil Sean, Jonathan Kane thing going on with the guitar player and keyboard player being the main musicians and songwriters? It uh, sounds like course, that, yeah. but that's a good yeah. question, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Is there yeah. a
1: lot of similarity
2: between those guys?
1: It seems like. Uh, Yeah, I think that's probably coincidence more than anything else, but yeah, um, these guys, you talk to any of these guys and tell them any coincidence that connects to the 80s, they'll tell you it's on purpose. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good for them. Yeah. Good for them.
0: So, Sonny, I, a question. So, there, there's band, there are bands out there, Um, and off the top of my head, the only band that I can think of is one of my favorite kind of, not underground, but a band that I don't know anybody else who likes them. It's a band called Chevelle and they've been around since their first album came out they have been around for over 20 years they put out albums all the time all the time they either play small clubs or they open they're touring with corn and somebody else and then they are doing a they're a festival band and they're happy with that they have their fans they have their base they're never going to be bigger than what they are right now and that's that's they they that's them is heat that kind of band where they're happy to, I mean, obviously every band wants to be Metallica or Eagles or Kiss, but is Heat that kind of band where they're, you know, they're, they're a festival band, they're a Mork band, and that's, that's it, and they're happy with that, and their fans are happy with that?
1: Yeah, I think they're happy with it now, but I think they haven't hit their peak yet. Right? Okay. a Chevelle has been around a little bit longer, and they've kind of peaked, and they're like, all right, we're good about right here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The kicks of the worlds did that. The Y and T's of the world did that. You get yep. to a level, you're like, well, I guess we ain't getting past this, so we're just happy here. Right. I'm not sure Heat has actually got to their peak yet because until they get a tour in the US opening for somebody and get a feel for how the US will like them. Yeah. They won't really know.
0: Okay.
2: Good enough. One last thing about the album. I always I find the thank yous interesting. Oh yeah. So they thank Ingve, Of course. Crazy Licks. Of course. Sweden. E- eclipse. Yeah. Firehouse. Mike Modano. Wow. The, the U.S. The, hockey, the U.S. born. He's uh, not a fucking Swedish. I was just going to uh, say. That, yeah. It's not Tomas Sandstrom right. or Nicholas Lindstrom. <laughs> right. Right. And then the last one they think, I think, is Sonny Pooney for buying all our copies in the US.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's that's it's Pooney should definitely be on those, on those things. What
2: the fuck is Mike Madonna? I bet you it's something like some Swedish hockey player got introduced in Mike in the locker room, played in Mike McDonald, the American born, is like, wow, this is good music, you know, and went from there. Hey guys, do we know anybody who plays on music <laughs> at this hockey player from the US? Hey, throw them on the throw them on the thank yous. Retired hockey
5: player. You know? <laughs> but I found that interesting. Yeah, no, that is. Uh anyway. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds.
2: Like we do, we get to the tracks. You guys ready to get started?
0: Rock your body, baby.
1: So we got rock your body first. Uh, to me, song's got a good groove. I like kind of how the keyboard and the guitar rift are playing off each other. Chorus is cheesy, you know, and Eric saying looking good in the middle of it doesn't probably help. Um, I love the verses. I'm sure uh, Tommy will talk about it, but the drum accents are so important to the earworms that happen in this music. So, you know, when he's saying skin on skin or kryptonite or sin by sin, like crashes, um, purposely doing the drum accents to you so you kind of understand it there's earworms absolutely all over this album that's one of the things that kind of hooked me because even after that first line of the second verse you got like the little Dave DeLone guitar soloing thing he does that a lot through the songs Um, it's written to be audience participation so it works yeah it's cheesy but they're kind of going after that pour some sugar on me Def Leppard type stuff and my wife absolutely loves it Right. They're looking for mass appeal. They're getting it. That's why they're not overkill. Right. So good song, a little cheesy. I don't know if I would have started the album out this way, but I get what they're going for.
0: Yeah. So I'm glad that you are already being honest and and (laughs) saying that that is cheesy because I was like, oh, God, don't put me in this position. Uh, So the first thing I'll say, and a lot of times when we do albums like this, I like to make like kind of like a blanket statement. So I'm kind of not repeating myself throughout every song, although I have specific things to say about each song. Right off the bat, the production is fucking perfect on this. It's big. It's powerful. The drums pop. The guitars pop. The band sounds fantastic. Here's where my issues come in. And there are certain bands that they do this and it's just my thing. Everybody has their little niche about what they like in vocal stylings and what they don't. You said it, Sonny, it's very anthemic, but there are certain times where some of these songs, and this is no exception, just settle down, Eric, (laughs) just just settle down for just, just, just settle down a little bit. Okay. Yeah. The lyrics are okay. You know, the chorus is, unbelievably cheesy you know rock your body get a little crazy i mean if this came out in 1988 this would be the biggest song in the friggin world but it came out
1: pour some sugar on me
0: exactly exactly but the problem is this album just came out so (laughs) uh it's it it's it's very niche you, you know with that but the band sounds fantastic some of the synthesizer and we'll get into this as we continue it some of the synth works some of it is a little too much. I think this one kind of straddles that line between fun and a little too much. Um, But the band sounds fantastic. I love the, I love the bridge into the chorus. Um, And it's got a great guitar soul. These guys have a really, really great knack for melody and groove. And uh, you know, this, this song is good. If you take that chorus. out.
2: Rock your body. Uh, The album says music and lyrics by Jonah T. That's the keyboard player. So right away, when I hear this, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm not going to like this synth and keyboard intro. I'm like, oh, my God, this is fucking bad English, like off, like fucking the charts. Um, it's funny you said it earlier. I Not so much just this one. It's a little bit of a different band I'm going to think of and I'm going to mention in a second. But the three bands that you kind of mentioned, you said Europe. Yo, Absolutely. You said Bon Jovi. Yep. And then what was the other one that you said, uh, Sonny? Jeff Survivor Leopard or 80s White Snake? White Snake. So I was trying to build up to that. I didn't get any
0: White Snake out of this.
2: But oh, man. absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead. This has a lot of the still the night kind of shit that Coverdale does. So after each time he does a, ooh, babe, like you know, those things <laughs> yeah. that. That he was ooh, ooh. Uh, ooh, uh, like, that's the fucking cover deal shit from instill the night that he does on this in between. It's almost like fucking vocal fills that he does in between all the the lyrics. Uh, it also sounds like wingers can't get enough uh, mm. that. And the solo sounds like wingers starting like wingers 17 Um, it, I, throughout this whole album. I'm like, that's winger. That's Europe. That's journey that survivor like I, all the things that you mentioned earlier sonny they're very similar in this, and they come on throughout and it's bands that we kind of like and grew up in during that era so the the chorus is just <laughs> rock your body rock your body and then how's it going the last
0: part tom get a little crazy <laughs> and, and here's the thing and let me, let me just say this and i have and i have this in my notes too This is the thing about when I said, when I was joking, like settle down. (laughs) So like when Def Leppard does pour some sugar on me or even when Kiss does read my body. Those are fun songs that have a little bit of tongue in cheek, like like they're in on the joke. You know what I mean? These guys don't seem like they're in on the joke. They seem very serious. Like they seem like they really want you to rock your body and get a little crazy. (laughs) Like they say, you know what I mean? And, and I'm like, and that's what I'm, I'm it's like. the European thing where you always
2: yeah. look at the European bands that are like, like, dude, are they, do they realize their dress code is like, like 12 years ago? Like they're just so far behind. It so they is. think that this is still like
0: rock your body. Rock exactly. Your body. And I'm like, yeah. dude, that's not cool right now. That's, that's exactly my point. There's people who are like, wait, wh- these guys are, these guys are serious. What? It's a little. I thought it was gonna be Stevie B's "Party Your Body." Remember that <laughs> great song. That's that could be an A R C review.
2: Spring love, come back to me. But instead, we got yeah. "Rock Your Body, Rock Your Body."
1: So here's here's my go thing ahead. Now.
2: Go ahead. Get a little crazy.
0: Think, sorry, sorry. We gotta throw it. out.
1: That. That's okay. And I agree with everything you're saying. I think the other piece on the whole Def Leppard and the Kiss argument. You have a ton of other stuff you've heard from them. Great point. So you understand that it's tongue in cheek. Great point. If you don't know all the other heat stuff or all the other clip stuff, and this is the first thing you hear, yeah. like if the first kiss song you heard was Read My Body, that's a great point. Don't listen to any more kiss. <laughs> yeah, but true. But, true.
2: But, rock your body is like really like rock, but you know, pour some sugar as you drop a load on me and read your body is <laughs> like, oh, I want to bang you. This is like rock your body.
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah like yeah.
2: you know, it's not as it's this, the sexual, um, you know,
3: innuendo. Uh, there innuendo is, a one, is
2: yeah. yeah, it's not. It's just like like somebody that's still wearing like fucking bugle boy jeans yeah. and shit in in, in Europe. That's him. He's, <laughs> he, he's got a bum equipment jacket on, <laughs> and I fucking alley gear sneakers.
1: Yeah, I think the other thing that happens is. It gets lost in translation, right? These I guys agree. are trying yep. to make fun American music and they're not Americans, right? <laughs> right. So the tongue in cheek, whether if they're trying to be tongue in cheek with Rocky Bodies, not landing because they're not masters of our language. They might be masters of the England English language, but they are not masters of the American
3: language. Yeah. A good point. Yeah. Good point.
2: But yep. I will say a couple good things, too, about this is I really like the, the pre-chorus. Yes. You're not here to play nice. I like yeah. that. The Super sol- melodic. Yeah, the solo is melodic as hell. Yeah. I really like their solos. They they seem like they're part of the songs. They're not just some guy noodling real quick and then throwing it back into the song. Hmm. It actually works. The melodies are great on this solo, and I do like that bridge they do. Oh, what and I what and I love yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of good parts of the song. The vocals are good. The guitar is good. Very poppy. It's you know the 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 thing is a little cheesy but you can get yeah. over it. So, let's go to the second track. <laughs>
1: We get to dangerous ground. To me, this is the song that probably should have opened the album. Right? It's it's a little more punch your face in. Great chorus. This this thing NASCAR could pick this song, uh, song up and start using it tomorrow. I mean, they just don't know who the hell he is, right? But it's got a little bit of Buck Cherry in it because it's got that kind of little bit of a a punk straight head kind of faster feel. Again, earworms. So that second verse where Eric says, "What's good to me." Then there is a guitar fill. Is bad for you with a scream at the end, right? Like that, that's somebody going back in after the vocal's done and going, all right, whoa, 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 we need a hook here. I want you to do this. I want you to do this. And I want you to do this. And I i think they're manufactured hooks. Who gives a fuck? It works, right? And uh, Zeus, just like you said, so before the solo, like at 231, there's a little change of pace and then the solo shreds, but it isn't for four minutes. So you kind of get this like, Detroit Mm -hmm. rock city feel. Then it kind of goes to Lynch. Then it could go to Bob's and then it just kind of ends, right? It's quick. It fits the song. um, And we're going to talk about Dave a lot, but I really like dangerous ground and I wish it would have opened the album.
0: Yeah, totally agree. Uh, This is more what I would prefer to hear from, from this band. You know, I, I, I love the car starting sound effect. You know, it's got that really aggressive tempo kicks in great groove, great guitars, good chorus right off the bat. Like you're right. This should have been the opener. You know, in this song, there's a couple of the songs on here. And I think we talked about this last month when you told us that you were picking this album, a lot of these songs, you can visualize them being in on movie soundtracks, whether, whether like a scene, like say a scene, so I'm, I'm picturing like a scene from like Rocky when he's like in his Ferrari and he's like, all angry because his wife is yelling at him. He's like, "Ooh, dangerous ground, motherfuckers. Ooh, <laughs> you know, like, but that's OK. There's nothing wrong with that. We love those. We love that music. But this song, I think this this kind of checks off a lot of the boxes that maybe rock your body missed. Um, yeah. And I'm going to say it again. The production is just outstanding. The music really just jumps out of the speakers on this one. And, and this song is is does that particularly well. Dangerous ground. This one is
2: written by the lead guitarist Dave DeLone. So I'm like, well, what is this DRC? What's with the fucking thing? And yeah. it sounds like the car's not going to make it. So I'm like, he's <laughs> fucking oh. trying to start up a Yugo or something. I don't know what he's doing. It, what's what's a
0: to- what, what's a Swedish car? A Saab? Maybe Sob. that's what he's trying to yeah, start. Like, they don't even Sob. make them anymore.
2: I, don't know. <laughs> I like the little megaphone kind of opening l- 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 uh, vocals. I, yeah. I I do like shit when bands do that once in a while. But you're right, Tom. I have the big thing here. Like. I'm like, it's a theme throughout all these songs seem like 80 soundtrack move, uh, songs, all of them, everyone. And it's like this, you, you said uh, Rocky for this one. I think this is a little bit more of what you described uh, previously. Tom as angry gymnastics, Kevin Bacon in footloose. Yeah, like there point, you go. Like, yes. I can't take this town. I need to, I need to, I need to get on dangerous ground and do some exactly. angry
0: gymnastics. Everybody around me just, Oh, it's, Dangerous ground here. Let me have a
2: cigarette and put on my chucks and dance to next to my beetle. Like fuck
0: you off!
2: <laughs> but anyways, um the riff is very eighties. The vocals are fantastic. I like the little guitar fills on this. It's a better chorus, and I also really like when he does that one part in this song, and he says, "Here I am." taking you down. He just carries yeah. that note for a while. Oh, it's great. Uh, really nice solo again. And Sonny, you talked about it. It's those Richie Sambora fucking Def Leppard guitar solos, m- melodic, great, boom, right back into the song without missing a beat. And yep. say George Lynch kind of shit. Not this fucking... Boys are gonna rock shit. Oh, what's the matter with that? That solo has everything, and nothing sounds like
0: that song. You it's got could nothing to that- do with the, it. It's got nothing to do with the song. No, <laughs> it's, you can just there. put that
2: in every one of his songs. It's like here's the solo for this. or here's another one for that. Like nothing to do with the song. But yeah. anyways, Um, and the backing vocals are great. It's just one of yeah. those, dangerous. Dang-, this has a lot of Paul Stanley shoulder shimmering. Oh, dangerous, wicked shoulder shake. Dangerous. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Um, so let's move on to track number three.
4: We're finished the pain. Wish swore to never the we went through the st-
1: So if you listen to a ton of Heat catalog, songs like Come Clean, which is next, they dabble. Here's where the synthesizer kind of comes out of the background and they start hitting the hollow notes foreigner touch for a minute before they go back to the kind of Europe. Um, these type of songs absolutely blow me away because it completely connects. This is like Hailstorm for me. These type of songs are, feel like they're like pulled right out of my diary and you kind of write it right? And perfect, you know, we broke up, but I still love you type song. You start to notice how the keyboard and guitar miss is done to whether they're going to be more Bon Jovi on this song, or they're going to be more Whitesnake on this song. So you kind of start getting that feeling a little bit. Um, again, you play close attention to what Crash is doing and you kind of get an idea of he's not exactly drum soloing through the whole thing, but every accent he's doing is connected to a well-constructed song. And then Eric's vocal to me is just the right amount of like pain and love in this song. So this could have easily been just slow it down and make it a ballad, but they decided not to do that. So this is the kind of song that I heard in the late eighties where Desmond Child was involved and it was a top 10 hit, right? That's, That's the kind of song that makes me feel like I absolutely love this song.
0: Oh, yeah, the, 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 this is a standout track. I mean, well, you got to get past that intro. The intro is really the, the keyboard is this is what I was saying about straddling that line between a, a fun little enhancement to the song and something kind of taken over the song. The intro is I was like, oh, what is happening here? But when the song kicks into gear, excellent bridge, awesome chorus. His, his vocals are fantastic on this. And the verses are have that have a really nice tempo to them. And the way it kicks in, I think you know they're hitting their stride here. You know, after dangerous ground, um, this to me is is what I wish more of the album had. And we'll get into that as we continue talking about it. But uh, I think the band is really is really hitting it out of the park on this one. They're checking off all those boxes except for that little intro. <laughs> Come Clean, music and lyrics by Jimmy J,
2: the bass player. And what do we usually say? Oh, man, who let the fucking bass player write the song? But holy shit, that's pretty good. Yep. I'll give him credit. Yeah, it's synth and keyboard heavy. However, I put the same thing in. Uh, Sonny, I'm, I'm loving it right now. Me and you are hitting the same fucking things. Our influences. And what do you hear when you hear a specific song? The two bands that you kind of mentioned and I mentioned here, this is very Hail, Hailstorm Bon Jovi-ish. Yep. Right? You can pick that stuff up. I can easily see this being on one of the albums by Hailstorm. And for me, like I feel like this song, it's not the 80s. It's, the, it's 95 and on. In the 90s, I could totally picture this song being on the radio and being a hit if somebody did it in the 90s. There's no reason why it shouldn't be. It's a very good pop song and you know, with a little bit of meat behind it. Um, it's uh, the decent solo, the good vocals on this. And this is the first time I'll mention it, but the lyrics now, throughout this, th- it seems to me, and it's a running theme, we talked about it being soundtrack type music, but it's always like, let's go, let's fight the system, you know, we're, let's get hungry, let's do this and stuff. This is a kind of, a very good written breakup type love song, so hmm. when I compare this and I listen to uh previous sunny fucking pics like poison lyrics, <laughs> these guys write better English lyrics and stories and songs than poison, oh, of course they do and and they shouldn't, but they do, <laughs> yeah. This yeah, isn't they, going down to Jimmy's Bar and Grill and Razzamatazz. No, is it's not. Read these lyrics. This song should be a pop, like on a top 40 hit easily. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm. you know, I, I I listen to this. I'm like Bon Jovi, Hailstorm. This could have been on the radio. It's good. You don't sit there and read these lyrics. And, and it's another one of these bands that Tom really loves, like the Scorpions. Like And like, these guys don't even know fucking English. It's like, they do. You would never think it. if you were reading the lyrics and listening to their songs and somebody covered it, it wasn't going, yeah, we are Scorpions. You wouldn't know <laughs> that the band is from Germany. Like you wouldn't know this band is from Sweden reading the, hearing the song. If, if somebody else did this and that's fantastic. That's a testament right. to them. Yep. Uh, this is a really good song. And yep. uh, you know, it, it's, it's, con- it's continuing a thread because I'm waiting for the bottom to fall out. I'm like, where's the shit music that I expected to be coming? Because Hold on. There's nothing yet that I'm listening to that I'm like, Oh, this is bad. Hold on. This is bottom of ARC shit bad. No, even every song so far. I'm like, yeah, that's good. That's pretty good. That's a little better. That's a little better. So I'm at this point, Sonny, I'm like, all right, Sonny may have something. Let's see if it continues.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
1: the four song victory. So this happens, and I mentioned it a little bit before, with a lot of the Swedish bands I listen to. I got a feeling they're in the recording studio and somebody says, all right, we need the next soccer anthem. We need to be played in European stadiums where 150,000 can hear us all at once. And you get these like cheesy, big anthemic like huge songs written and this is one of those right it's a little bit of symphonic metal it's a little bit of musical theater there's a lot going on right and it even ends a little bit musical theater now they started and it feels like uh uh-oh and then about 30 seconds in it turns into a melodic rock song but then when it gets to the chorus you are absolutely at stadium filling trying to get people to yell victory You know, even the synth and the guitar solo and the harmonizing solo, they don't last that long. Eric is screaming at the top of his lungs, hitting crazy notes, as you would if you were one of the people yelling that your guy just made a goal. Like the whole thing is about being in a stadium. I get it. I don't need it. Not from every Swedish act that is out there. But I guess if you're writing songs in Europe, you have no choice. I don't know this is one of those songs where it took me a while to wrap my head around it. I can tolerate it today, but it isn't one of my favorites.
0: Yeah. the I have here the, the, the music again, the band absolutely rips. It, it, it's the, the music is fantastic, but my Lord, when you hit that chorus, it's like, oof, you just, you're, tr- you're just, you're trying way, t- like you're just trying way too hard. I, I, understand, I, I I can appreciate when a band is going for something, when a band writes a song that's specifically meant to be a hit, you know, or in the eighties, it was specifically meant to be a video for MTV to get that. But sometimes when you try so hard and it becomes so transparent, what you're doing, it's just like, Oh, come on, man. And that's what this is. You know, I get it. That's what they're doing. They're aiming for that, that European soccer anthem or whatever. The music sounds great. The band sounds great. His voice sounds great, but Sonny, you, you pretty much said it. it it's, this isn't a song you're going to be like, you guys want to hear this band Heat? This, this is not the song you're going to play for anybody to, to expose them to this band. Victory,
2: uh, written by the keyboard player Jonah T and Dave DeLone, the guitar player. Yeah, uh, they are trying to do that uh, thing that propelled Ricky Martin into like the superstardom that he became. <laughs> Remember, cup of life, ole, ole, ole. That song, (laughs) it it became huge because it became like a FIFA anthem. This is a FIFA anthem. Uh, Decent guitar, very rocky like type music. Um, He even says, though, children of the night. I'm like, it's not the guitar part in this does sound a little children of the night. Children of the night, yeah, yeah. Verses from White Snake 87 until the chorus. (laughs) Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> chorus is a brutal <laughs> brutal it's it's almost a parody and i could totally picture this being the scene in that fucking claymation team america
0: oh world police team yeah. america whatever yeah. it is yeah like
2: they're getting ready <laughs> victory like it, it it seems like they they didn't realize that they, they overdid it and it became a parody rather than what they were really aiming for. There's a nice little keyboard breakdown before the solo into a nice solo, of course, because all their solos are pretty good. But yeah, not good. Not good. But. Correct. <laughs> Let's see if it improves.
1: gods. All right. so the other thing that seems to be happening in this Swedish recording sessions is somebody says, we need to write the next Marvel supervillain song, (laughs) just in case they need one. This happens often. Um, I love the groove in the verses. I love the start-stop at the beginning. Half of the chorus is just like victory almost, but then half of the chorus isn't. So they're almost working out of it, but the pre-chorus in this song is absolutely outstanding. I don't know when the last time you heard indoctrination, <laughs> indoctrination in a song. But, no one's you know, using I that heard. lyric in anything that yeah. we know.
2: That's why I said yeah. they write better. Fucking Poison could never think of that. They can spell yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, the breakdown at two twenty works because it's short, and you know you get the crazy vocal thing mm-hmm. at the end. And of course, you know, uh, D- Dave is straddling the ni- line between noodling and shredding and blues and all that kind of stuff. I think both in Victory and We Are Gods, what they're, what they're trying to go after is purposeful. Whether it works or not, we don't know because we're going to live in Europe. But they're trying to save it to be a rock song with Eric's voice. It almost makes it there in this song, but I think it still misses.
0: See, I'm so happy that Sunny is, and this is why I love the, the, these episodes. It doesn't matter what the album is; we we come at it with honesty. So, yeah, I agree with pretty much everything you said. They're they're trying to do something, again, like Victory. That's very very transparent, and it it just sometimes it's just not working. It doesn't really work here for me. Again, the band sounds great the groove is something different. We kind of haven't heard this type of song yet on the album, but some of what he's doing vocally is I really like it. Some of what he's doing vocally, I'm like, that's not working And the chorus and the song title. We are gods. It's again, you're trying too hard and it's kind of like what I said earlier is that there's really no, nothing's tongue in cheek here. So the fact that this is, a serious attempt at something makes it even a little bit more cringy when you listen to it for me.
2: We are gods. music and lyrics by Jonah T and Dave DeLone, keyboard and guitar player again. There's a little bit of a weird beginning to this. It's like that song, stand up and shout from rock star. Mm, yeah, that's what I picked it. I mean, he's got a great voice. You can yes. pick that up. That's The chorus is just terrible again. Um, you know, we are gods of the universe. No, you're not. You're not. You're just not. <laughs> You, it, it's you're not you're relax. Not. Yeah, exactly. If anybody needs to settle down, is this we ah uh, God settle the fuck down. That's what I'm and, saying. There's and, a and, lot and, of settle down here and br- and bring your fucking expectations of yourselves a little a little back to reality here. But anyways, the breakdown before the solo is very psycho circus journey of a thousand years.
0: Did you get That's that? That's not a compliment, by the way. <laughs> That I is actually, not a compliment, people.
2: I actually like that breakdown of journey with a thousand years. But that uh, it's you can pick that up. Uh and they did a, they did a uh typical 80s move, the whole drums and vocalists with the shot through the heart. They did yeah. there's a Yep, ah uh, god. And so, yeah. Um I think the I think we said enough on this one. Let's get some fucking adrenaline, Tom.
1: So we get to Adrenaline. Now, one of the things that these guys, these Swedish bands, especially that are trying to shoot for the 80s, that mid-80s sound, they got the whoa, whoa, woes. Oh, my God. They can put that anywhere and create a hook. Eclipse is great at it. Crazy Licks is great at it. Nestor is great at it. Like, there are bands that really have figured that out, and that beginning hooked me immediately. Then you get the fly away, fly away. Uh, Just absolutely outstanding. Now, you don't know this unless you're a Heat fan, right? But what they'll do for the fans is put in cool stuff in their lyrics. So in the first pre-chorus, they talk about Into the Great Unknown. That was the name of an album. In the second pre-chorus, in the same spot, they write Address the Nation. That was also a prior album. Okay. So this is just a nod kind of to the fans. I absolutely love the pre-chorus and chorus in this song. It is written so well. And then to scream at the end, Let the Fire Burn to end the song. Dude, I absolutely love this song. After the last two songs, this thing is damn chocolate cake, dude. Yeah,
0: they're, they're getting back on track here with this. Uh, th- this is what they need to stick with. This is the kind of song that they, this is the kind of song that they excel at. You know, it's like, like you said, saying, it's got that hooky kind of stadium chant kind of intro that grabs you right away that you're into something. It's got a great groove. Again, the the riff and the tempo of the song, uh, the chorus is a little bit, eh. It, it, it's I, to me, I think it kind of breaks up the the pace that you have with the with the with the verses. Um, but I get it. it; it kicks back into gear. But I think this is this is another standout track, and it's a really good recovery from the uh, the two duds that we just had back to back. But th- this is what they're good at: this type of song here for sure.
2: Adrenaline, written by Jonah T. The, I, when I first heard this, I'm like, "Holy shit!" Sounds very similar to. Uh, Separate Ways, Journey-like.
0: Yes. yep.
2: Uh, Another soundtrack. I figured this would be on either Karate Kid, Rocky, or Vision Quest. Oh, yeah. Vision Quest, baby. Uh, Adrenaline. Adrenaline. Maybe it's when Danielson is running away from Cobra Kai when they chucked his bike down the fucking hill. Stupid (laughs) bike. I hate the stupid bike. And they beat the (laughs) shit out of him. Like, like a- your car, Mrs. LaRusso. <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey, kids. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, the backing vocals, uh, Sonny, the whoa, whoa, oh, shit. Um, and then my adrenaline, adrenaline, <laughs> 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 burning like a medicine, medicine. Oh, <laughs> okay. It is kind of catchy, though. Uh, I just think the chorus is a little bad. And the solo on this is uh, really nice, too. <sighs>
1: One by one. So similar to the last chorus, um, and they do this in uh, not quite a few songs, and you hear it every once in a while. It's a hook thing, right? So that whole thing, my adrenaline, adrenaline, right? This one goes one, one by one. So it's the repeat of the word that's trying to create a hook. Um, This song, to me, gets you moving in your chair. I mean, it's anthemic. That whole message behind drawing blood from a stone or soon they will sing this song, it's all The song is all about getting people back into melodic music, uh, melodic rock music, one by one. That's what the song is about. Uh, I love the chorus. You get the crazy noodling at the beginning of the solo. Then you get the start-stop a couple of times, and it goes into a melodic solo. So Dave plays that off great, and then you get this build back up to the chorus after the solo. The song ends well. This is really well-written. So then when you... Start thinking about, God, these are the same guys that wrote Victory and We Are Gods. Like, maybe you just knock those two songs off the album and we're better off because this is another great song.
0: Yeah, agreed. Uh, Standout. Great intro. Great great riff that's kind of carrying the song. I love the little bridge, the little kind of call and answer thing you got going on there right into the chorus, which sounds great. Again, they're getting back on their feet, recovering from those two duds that we keep talking about. But this shows their strength. This shows what they can do. And I think sometimes they're guilty of trying to do everything well when they should be sticking to what they do really well. And I think it's a song like this that it's got that great intro. It's got a great groove. His vocals sound fantastic. you got that really melodic bridge. Um, you know, a, a solo. I think this, this is a standout track for sure.
2: One by one written by Jonah T Dave, Delone, and Eric Gronwell. The singer gets in on the act. Uh, Another 80 soundtrack. This time. I feel like this one's off of legend of Billy
0: Jean. That's a great movie. Oh, Helen Slater used to be hot. Invincible Pat Benatar. Yeah. That's she- from. Yeah. Uh Helen Slater, she was the
2: original supergirl, remember? That's that's right. You really? sure do, yes. Uh, Ooh. Some, some good fucking supergirl porn you can find on
0: on uh the internet too. I I, I know about that. Yes. Uh, oh I'm so from what
1: I heard. Yeah. I, I I know not what you speak I, 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 I I I I
2: <laughs> Well, one one by one, you should. And the whoa, pre-chorus, that's pretty cool. And into the decent chorus, I put. Uh, the guitar solo in this is a little bit different this time. And it's interesting. It's not like the previous ones. Um, and then after the breakdown, there's some sort of, like, spoken words. Do you know what you was saying there?
1: Not a clue. I tried to figure it out. I couldn't figure it out.
2: And then back into the chorus. It's a good song. Uh, again... Um, you listen to these songs and you like, there's nothing about it who either the guitar or the singing or the drumming or anything, the production that you're like, oh, man, this is fucking terrible. Everything works. It, it, now you're starting to get to a point where you like know what you're going to expect coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're getting to a groove. Let's see if it uh, will stay there with the next track.
4: I don't feel it I don't need it I'm awake in this hollow shell Come and read me I'm not deceiving Catching my breath from this living hell Whenever I close my eyes You're there Stuck on repeat inside my head head. And I can
1: Nothing to say. So if you're going to go after the the 80s sound, you're going to have to have a ballad, right? And here's where Eric shows the dynamics of his voice because everything doesn't have to be screaming. Eric does a bunch of covers online. So if you go check out Eric Gronwall, his YouTube, you'll see that he can do kind of all kinds of music. That whole line, and I can remember yesterday, dude, that was in my head for like two days straight. I kept humming it over and over and over. There is, there's something about how that line is saying and that, oh, and then the synth goes, and oh, it seems so simple, but it is so catchy for a slower paced song. It's written really well. All that being said, I didn't like the way the song ended. I wish that the ending would have been like some sort of like soaring emotion or something I don't know. It just needed to build to something. It kind of just ended flat for me. So I I like the whole song, except for like when it kind of comes to the end.
0: Yeah. This is a song where the the stuff that's good in it is good. And the stuff that's bad is bad. And the first right off the bat is that, that intro when you first you're like, oof. I get that you like your synth, but that's a little too much right there for me as an intro. Eric sounds great. Um, It's got a nice melody, the chorus, Way too much synth for me here in that that part where he's doing the, oh, I know at the beginning when it's just him and and the synth kind of accompanying it, it's, ah, it doesn't work. When the song picks up a little bit more and the music is kind of backing him as he is showing his chops vocally you know, a little bit of a different tone, I, I just think there's too many things wrong with this song for me to have it kind of overcome the things that I, that I think are good on the song. It, it's just, it's too much all over the place for me in terms of the melody and the vocal that it, it's, it there's too much going on there for me to really be a fan of this one. Nothing to say written
2: by Jonah T and Dave Dolan. I think this is a great song. Uh, it's right here next to you by Richard Marks, which is probably why I thought Sonny would really love this song. Oh, maybe that's uh, why I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe why Tom wouldn't like this song? <laughs> yeah. Uh the vocals are great. Uh the, you know, it's very kind of bad Englishish. Um I don't know. I, I just, you know, even the lyrics are pretty good. How can you love me with nothing to say? Uh leave me with nothing to say. It, it's a it's a good ballad. I think it's solid. The production's great and the vocals really carry this tune it's uh something that does stick with you though sonny like when you hear for me it's very difficult when i hear a new band and you get an album that you guys give me that i don't own never heard to play all the songs and be like they're not they're all bleeding into each other i can't remember what fucking song was what so all right i catch the chorus but how did the beginning of it go how did this go? like this one i kind of stood out and I remembered this one, so I'm I'm really fond of this song. It's a it's a very good song. Uh, let's go to the next one.
1: one an angel so here's where to me anyway the synth riff i really like and there's enough guitar piercing through it to keep the rockers interested um man i i was listening to this the other day i'm like oh my god i could hear lou graham singing this song oh Mm -hmm. my god this could have been a foreigner song and this would have been a top 10 hit in the late 80s if this is lou graham singing it so I'm always talking earworms, and I'm gonna go talk about a specific one here. In the second verse, he says, I have to understand. Then you get a voice joining them that says that nothing lasts forever. Then Dave does a guitar fill underneath the Lex line that ends with Eric yelling a oh. I'm telling you that that earworm is most likely super constructed, but it's very, very unique. And this mm-hmm. is the kind of stuff that the Swedish guys are doing to keep you interested if you like that bang zone of music that we love so much. Um, no guitar solo, didn't need one. Dave's doing some noodling on the, uh, on the way out, but this is a bona fide hit in the late eighties to me.
0: Yeah. We share a lot of the same sentiments, but one of my, one of my notes here is would have been huge in the eighties. That's what I have written down. My other note that I have written down here is, the song title is ridiculous. <laughs> but that being said, it's a great song. It's it really is. It's got a wonderful groove to it. The verses are terrific. The chorus melody is great. His voice sounds great. It like you said, if Foreigner is singing this or uh another band like that, you know, another melodic rock band, you know, we mentioned Survivor. This has hit written all over it. Like, it's funny throughout this album, how they kind of going up and down. They're like, Oh God, this song is a train wreck. What they're trying to do. And then you're like, Holy shit. The song could have been huge. So they're, they're trying, they're trying. Um, but yeah, standout track, but my God, that song title, this is just as bad as bad English with heaven as a full letter word. Enough with the heaven. Heaven's on fire. That's it. That's all I want to hear.
1: Well, you can imagine, right? They're sitting and they're all all right. What's, what's going to be the title of the song? Well, we can name it heaven. You mean like warrant, Yeah. Like Brian Adams. Oh, we can name him Angel. Oh, you mean like Aerosmith? Yeah. All Right. It's like, well, just put the whole line in there.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yikes. But it's a a very good. It's a good tune.
2: Heaven Must Have Won an Angel written by Jonah T. And David DeLone. Uh, Very keyboard Europe type opening. But it's like a mid-tempo Bon Jovi song. And it sounds just like Bon Jovi's only the Lonely from 7 to 800 Fahrenheit. If you mm. remember that song, only, the, uh, yeah, very similar to that. And maybe that's why I like the chorus on this, because it's that fucking song. Yep. Um, I like the song when the guitar jumps in over the keyboards, because when you're hearing too much keyboards in the beginning and then the guitar picks up and it overlaps, I think that makes it better And being, instead of being too poppish. The, the, there's really good backing vocals on this into a really nice, decent, quick solo and a little keyboard breakdown. But I think this is a very good track. I, I don't know. The title doesn't bother me that much. I just thought they could have worded the phrase a little differently. Heaven yeah. must have gained an angel. It's too nice many words. words. Yeah, he, gained an angel, won an angel.
0: Were they fight somebody for it? Like, I, they, yeah, we are gods. Victory. <laughs> we are gods. They want to, they want an angel. <laughs> That's it. All
2: right. Let's go to uh, the uh, side two of animal eyes.
1: So when I first saw that there was an under the gun on the album, I thought it was a cover, right? Because these guys are Kiss fans. And I'm like, holy fuck, they're doing under the gun. Boy, yeah, this were is not you disappointed. I was disappointed. <laughs> so after the 20 seconds of buildup you get, you know, you kind of go into this groove type rap. Okay, there's no issue. But then you get a sister song, Victory, that actually doesn't come off as well as Victory does. You got Eric trying to save it with some crazy notes got him a lot of guitar solo to a shredding guitar solo to harmonizing that tries to save it a bit, but I would rather have a sister song to adrenaline versus victory.
0: Yeah. Very well said. This song is just the, the groove of the chorus, excuse me, the groove of the verses is just
5: the coming to get you.
0: The coming to get you. No, 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 no. It's just like, that's not what I, we, we say this a lot when we talk about these albums, like it's not what I want from that band. Okay. I don't know a lot about heat, but so far through the songs on this album that I do like, this is not what I want from, from heat. It's just another attempt at trying to do something different and they're not doing it. Well, the synth is overpowering in this particular song. It's got a good solo, uh, but yeah, I'd rather hit the highway doing 69 on animal eyes. So under the gun written by Jonah
2: and Dave Delone. Um love gun drums in the opening into mm-hmm. a funky little guitar riff. I think this is good. It works for me. I love it. I okay. think this is funky. Uh, I liked his singing. Uh, the chorus is very good. Uh, it's a really good solo on this one as well. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying sister song a little bit of victory the chorus is in the title is it's just so much better um you know you don't think under the gun is some cheesy soccer stadium anthem uh but i i think i think the song works uh you know and it's uh, something i didn't expect because i wasn't sure what i was going to get with under the gun um but yeah i'm a fan of this one let's go to the end final track
1: We made a little bit of fun of Victory and We Are Gods and we're trying to you know, write this anthemic soccer stadium type song. Dude, this one works. If you're going to write it like this, then you got something. And the first line of the lyrics is the best lyric line of probably 2020. I've decided to be forever free of your lies. Dude, I'm going to use that the rest of my life. That'll be the the line I say when I get to divorce next or dude I'm just, <laughs> that is unbelievable right and this is the kind of soccer stadium anthem that's like let's go kill them and set this place on fire in the process and kill just everybody all at once right the build-up I love that the build-up was only 20 seconds at the beginning of the song then you hit the big note the pre-chorus is outstanding the call and answer type chorus the earworm here, dude, at 142, everybody hitting the same note after the first line of the second verse. That's that earworm. You, you can't get better than that. This song just makes you want to just pump your fist. Perfect. end to the album, like if you were you don't need victory or we are gods. You got rise. You could just dump the other two.
0: I totally agree. Great way to end the album. If you're going to do a stadium style participation, you know, pump up jam here, th- this is it. It's got that synth intro that kind of, I'm just like, ah, again with this, but the music <laughs> rips uh, the chorus. It's got that big, powerful stadium style chorus. This is, you said it perfectly. This is well done where they really screwed up with victory. They corrected themselves on rise. It, 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 it's a powerful tune. And it's a really great way to end the album because nothing's worse than when an album ends on a thud and that this album does not end on a thud with rise
2: rise written by Jonah T and Dave DeLone.
1: We rise <laughs> <laughs> that rise. Can you imagine? That's probably like a hundred vocal tracks. It feels oh, it's like so, it. It, it's so layered. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, Yep.
2: 80s soundtrack at its best. Totally. And move over, raise your glasses. I've got a new high school hockey football team championship video song. This song fucking rocks. So this is one of the reasons why I love doing this show. Never in a million years would I ever have come into this song. I just wouldn't have. And the fact that now this song is in my catalog, I will be forever grateful. To you, Mr. Sunny Poony, for introducing me to this. It fucking rocks. Its song is awesome. Uh, this and Hailstorm and Liz uh Lizzie Hale's ass in the first album. Not not so much lately. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, but regardless, the chorus, this is like melody at its best. Mm-hmm. The pre-chorus, sooner or later, you will burn. Oh, my God. Well done. Oh, it's just fucking awesome. We are the sign in the northern sky.
3: Oh, settle
0: settle down, Eric. It, it works. works. It works. I want to go to
2: Sweden and fight the fucking Finns right now.
4: Woo. Oh.
2: Like, holy shit. This song is awesome. Wow. So, yeah. Spoiler alert for Zeus's rankings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it's going to land, but what a way to end an album. Yeah. I think. They should have done it backwards. This should have started the album. Because if you heard this in the beginning, you'd be like, holy fuck. Um, Great way to end the album. Anyway, um, that's Heat 2. Final thoughts? Sonny.
1: All right. So my final thoughts are going to go in a couple of different places since we're talking about a new band. So just follow me here. I was thinking about this whole question, is rock dead? And to me, that's really three questions, right? One is, will there ever be another rock star like as big as a Freddie Mercury, Robert Plant, Gene Simmons, Stephen Ty, that's a no. Second question, will there ever be another Zeppelin, Stones, Kiss the Hoot? That's a big fat no, that's not gonna happen. Is there still rock music out there that's awesome to listen to that you can get excited about? That's a big yes for me. But the problem is you gotta have time and you gotta be willing to give it a chance. So one of the reasons I love doing the podcast is it's another way for me to find new music. So what I would encourage the listeners to do is if you just don't have time for new music, you just got to connect with somebody that has a similar taste to you that does have the time for new music that can put it in front of you that you might like. Tony does a lot that for me. Uh, The podcast in itself does that, that a lot for me. So if you can find that, then that'll definitely get um, you kind of interested in some of the new music. I'll tell you, European bands. If you like power metal, go check out New Horizon. If you like symphonic metal, go check out Amaranth, or Battle Beast. If you like melodic rock, Heat, Eclipse, Crazy Licks. If you like more of the survivor type rock, go check out Nester. Like there are plenty of bands to go check out, but I'll tell you, somebody like Heat, I mean, who knew in my 50s, I find a band that I absolutely fucking love that I wish would have been in my catalog for the whole life. And it's one of my top 20 bands of all time because I listen to Heat and Eclipse constantly. I They check all the boxes for me. I love this band.
0: Yeah, I don't think rock is dead. I think, like you said, it's just hard to find the time. Um, you know, I've mentioned this before that I, one of the reasons that I continue my subscription to Sirius XM is not necessarily because I listen to it often. Uh, it's because when I do listen to it, there's a ton of stuff I find where I'm where I'm like, oh, I didn't I don't I, I don't know who this band is. And I'll just throw on, you know, like, Sonny, sometimes you say you go to Spotify, you know, top hits. I'll open up Apple. I subscribe to Apple Music. I'll do the same thing throw a couple songs in there. I'm like, holy shit. You know, that's kind of what happened with Chevelle 20 years ago. I own every single one of their albums. I've seen them in concert. I try to follow them around as much as I can, but of course they're not coming around here really anytime soon. They're playing with corn who I'm not going to see, but there are bands. The music is out there. It's just, you have to have the time and the energy and the patience to do it. And obviously we're, we're, you know, we don't have that kind of time that we used to. And not to mention too, There's so much out there. When we were growing up, you had the radio and MTV. That was it. So you had no choice, but to like Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet. You had no choice, but to like Appetite for Destruction. Now you have to go out and seek things. And that's difficult. Um, So, yeah, but your other points. Yeah. Those, those those iconic front men, legendary bands. No, but back to heat. It's an interesting band. There's a The Swedish sound is really not something that I kind of go towards. Um, you know, with the synth and some of the not really symphonic, but that's the quote unquote, like super melodic stuff that kind of gets carried away. You know, we've kind of joked about, you know, settle down kind of stuff with this album. Um, But with this particular album, you know, they're trying to do everything, I think. And they do a lot of it very well. But when they swing and miss, the misses are really, really big. And that's, to me that that hurts the album from being like a for me an excellent album you know we've talked about those but the things that they do well they do very well the things that they don't do well they're poorly done for for me um but i will say this i'm thrilled that sonny picked this for multiple reasons it exposed me to a band that i know that he loves and it kicked open the door on album review crew we had kind of pushed it a little bit with the Eagles. We had kind of pushed it a little bit more with Prince and Purple Rain. Now the door is wide open. Now the album does not have to be a platinum album or, or a, or a million album, you know, million seller or a gold album. Now we're just going to, you know, we can have fun now, but no, that that's, that's where I'm with this. So Zeus. All right. So a couple things I want to
2: talk about with Sonny uh, brought up. And I think this is, um you know, this it's funny because I, I would love to have a long time, like a long uh, available time to discuss this, and it, maybe it's a maybe it's a it's going to be a, a live cast episode for us that we all talk about new music and all that stuff. And uh, the easier thing for us, how did we find? Like I remember when I first heard "Talk Dirty" meme me like, oh my god, this is different. Right. Or I saw fucking the newest track uh, by whatever new band that's just now going to be when Guns and Roses first came out. Because we could centralize all our music and what was going to hit the radio by going to MTV. And then for our specific taste, we could go to Headbangers Ball. And then you would see what's coming to you. And then hopefully something that you liked on Headbangers Ball would end up on the countdown. And then that you got exposed to that. And those guys became rock stars. I'm with you on this, Sonny, that, you know, will those guys become, will a rock star emerge? I don't know. I would like to think so that rock will come back because somebody will be crazy and outrageous it's going to need to be like a a guns and roses type of attitude that can come in with great music and talent and just be an outrageous character and then somebody's got balls somebody be different and like give a middle finger to what's going on in the world hey fucking hair metal did it for a while classic rock did it for a while grunge came over and took over the scenes those were the dominant music traits i mean even just look back though everyone puts up those you know oh previous uh, billboard charts they're all rock shit and now it's all gone don't tell me that people that rock can't come back but the problem is it's just these aren't going to become like the dominant pop culture fucking music until somebody Strikes it big, because there is nothing out there right now that I can think of that's dominating Billboard charts as a rock band. Like I don't know what what would go top ten. The
3: only band, band? the only play, the Cold only band, and the, I'm only only band the
0: the only band right now. We say this before. The only band right now that could drop a new album right now and have it be and probably have it go platinum fairly quickly would be the Foo Fighters or Metallica, and those bands have been okay. around. But I'm saying the last 15, 20 years. No, nope, nobody. nobody. Coldplay,
2: maybe would maybe it, no.
0: the fifteen, maybe depending on if they released a track from it, maybe a band like Avenged Sevenfold, because they're metal, but they have uh a, a more of a user-friendly sound. They have like a but but even then that that's it. I can't really think of anybody.
1: Yeah, and, closest you're gonna get to rock that can do that is probably Imagine Dragons. And that's not rock to
0: Yeah, me. and that's not rock to us, you know. It's considered rock to some people, but it's not really But until you get a rock star, somebody that
2: kids want to emulate and get to know and find out about it. And Gene is right. I hate to say it. It's the rappers that people all in pop culture. That's Mm -hmm. all they want to hear about. All the adventures, all the trouble they are getting into, who they're banging, all that shit. Till rock star starts doing it. Rock is going to be delegated to us diehards. And the biggest thing about it.
0: Yeah. And the thing about the rock star too, Zeus is that you need a rock star to come along. That is believable. That is, that is organic, not a rock star who's trying to be Robert plant or trying to be Paul Stanley. Somebody who comes out and is like, that guy has stage presence. That guy has the ability to capture the crowd. It's out there. It's just going to be really hard to do it.
2: Yeah, no, I I agree with you, but overall, Sonny, um, the thing about you picking this band, I like it. I like that this is like a gateway to a genre of music that I wouldn't have gotten into. Mm-hmm. I like that it's a newer band that you got me into because it is too fucking hard to get into new music. I have tons of old music that I still. I have a gazillion CDs back there. you know how many of them? I want to get into that I, ne- I never got a chance to.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: so why am I gonna buy something? put on the radio and hope something that something comes on that I like? When I've got music that I know and artists that I know, but I don't know all their catalog, and I've already liked their stuff, so I probably will like theirs more. The only way it happens is when Sonny sends me Hailstorm, Sonny sends me Heat. And Jay, the other day, had this conversation. Jay from the Hook Rocks had this conversation with me, and we're going back and forth. And he's like, I know what you like. Just try it and tell me if you like this. And he sent me a song by Goodbye June. Mm-hmm. I liked it.
3: I, I didn't. liked it.
2: I like, I like the Southern like rock and kind of like that was vocals. I liked it. Um, it was a song called three chords. Now I fell asleep to it because I listened to the album. It was late night. I fell asleep to it. I woke up, it was on Spotify, which I hate to fucking listen to. Cause I feel like I'm robbing the artist. So if I like something from a Spotify thing, then I'll buy the CD and I'll stop listening to the thing on Spotify and I'll buy the CD. Um I woke up, and something was playing. I'm like, this doesn't sound like them, but this is fucking a good song. What is this? And I found this band, which you guys probably know. It's called The Record Company. Nope. Never heard of them. And they, it's a song called Never Leave You. And I'm like, this song fucking kicks ass. Holy shit. And then I found the album that it just came off of, and I played the album, and I'm like, every fucking song is like a great hook. It's like Darryl? a little R.E.M. in the little thing, but because bands are out there. Because one person gave me one thing and I went to that. That's right. I can do that. Yeah. That I will do. But I'm not listening to fucking new shit radio fucking playing right. 40 songs and I like maybe two of them. Right. I'm not doing that. So, yeah. um, especially when you have a podcast and you have to shit, I got to review fucking Heat, never even heard of them. And I got to hear all these 15 songs and learn them before we record. So, I think that this is a a great gateway. I appreciate Sonny picking this. And we always love to bust balls and and be coy with each other. I'm like, oh, this is going to be the shortest episode.
0: (laughs) Of course, it's not. Never. (laughs) It never is.
2: Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's a great way. Let's get into the uh, ranking the tracks. All right, Sonny, number 11.
1: Number 11 for me, we
0: are gods. Oh wow, we're going to be all over the place here. Of the universe, <laughs> number eleven for me was—I'll be honest with you—it was tough to pick the bottom because I said this earlier. There's a lot they, they did a lot of things great on this album and a lot of things not great. But for me, I couldn't get past some of the sections of I know you love—I know you guys love this song, especially Zeus. I'm sorry, but nothing to say is number eleven.
2: Oh, it's a good song. It's your possession. Like, I, <laughs> Sonny loved that song. I'm like, this is Love the worst ballad. It's so cheesy. Um, mm. Number 11 for me is Victory.
1: Mm. Okay, 10 for me. It shouldn't have opened the album. <gasps> I'm not going to rock my body. I'm sorry. <laughs> the
0: chorus is a killer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, number 10 for me is Victory.
2: Uh, Number 10 for me is We... Ah, uh, God, man,
1: the human <laughs> Man, number nine for me, I'm gonna go with Under the Gun. I didn't like that song really that, that much. That's my number nine. You guys are wrong. Wrong. Uh, number
2: nine for me is My Adrenaline.
0: That's number nine. Adrenaline. Wow. Wow. wow.
1: My number eight, I just didn't like the way it ended. I liked the song, but I didn't like the way it ended. Nothing to say.
0: Number eight, we are not gods. (laughs) We are a Swedish band that sold 30
1: records. (laughs) (laughs) This is like Jimmy J. Every time we talk about him as the 80 pounds that Wolf lost. And every time we talk about how many records these guys sold, we add five. (laughs)
2: Uh, Number eight for me, uh, Party Your Body. (laughs) That's a great
0: song.
1: Seven for me was Victory. Seven for me is
0: Rock Your Body. I am not getting a little crazy at all, (laughs) so I don't care what you tell me.
2: Rock your body, rock your body. Get a little crazy. (laughs) That's our rough (laughs) rough boy. Um. Number
1: seven. Uh one one by one. Wow. All right. So my top six. of this album for me overall, I'm I'm with Tom. The the songs I love, I absolutely love. The songs mm-hmm. that I don't like, I won't listen to much.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: the top six, I listen to constantly. But my six is Heaven Must Have Won an Angel. Six for me is adrenaline.
2: You can't say oh, wow. that without singing it, Tom.
0: My adrenaline. <laughs> Th- is that a new rule? We have to sing the title now. And because
2: <laughs> all our, like... their song titles are like you, they're the earworms, you, ear sing, worms, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um. So yours is adrenaline number six. Uh, number six for me is, uh, under the gun.
0: Under the gun. Oh, that's the good. <laughs> that's the good under the gun. Oh, you
2: hate that? That's
4: fast uh, kiss.
0: Now I like it though, compared <laughs> to this one.
1: My number five, dangerous ground.
0: My number five is "Heaven" is a four-letter angel, or whatever the fucking title of this song. Heaven <laughs> must have won me a something or other. It's a it's big, a good big fan of the song. Are you, Tom? <laughs> it's <laughs> a good it's a good song, but that's like the worst song title ever. <laughs>
2: uh, number five for me uh is uh, dangerous ground wait what is it running on dangerous dangerous ground
1: correct <laughs> got to do shoulder See, shake the, the repeat of the word it exactly it
0: just to, to make sure people understand
1: yeah, yeah 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 uh my number 4 is we rise oh wow okay fully erected
0: my number four is dangerous ground. I'm not singing it because Zeus just did. <laughs> you can do the shoulder shake though.
1: Ooh.
2: Uh four for me is nothing to say. Oh.
1: <laughs> My number three is one by one. Three for me is rise. You guys are
2: insane. Um, number three, uh,
1: heaven must have won an angel. My number two is adrenaline. Adrenaline. Mm. I don't know why you guys don't like that song. That song is awesome. Number two, come clean. Why are you saying
0: it like that? (laughs) Sound like Arnold. (laughs) Come clean. You must come clean with the heat.
2: Give me me an H. Give me an E. Give me an A and a T. It spells heat. Come clean. You're the one who ate the cookie.
0: Uh, number two for me is Come Clean. Mm. So that makes my number one come clean. And that makes my number one, one by one,
2: one, one by one. Number one in by far the best song. And you guys are all insane. And one of the better songs that we've reviewed in a while is Rise. Wow. Zeus very emphatic
1: about his love for that. That's right.
2: Woof. Right, so we're in we're in the we- northern sky,
1: Tom. That's true. We have a tie for number four between Dangerous Ground and Heaven Must Have Won an Angel. Our number three collective was One by One. Two was Rise and one was Come Clean. Wow. Okay.
2: Good way. Well, now we get into the actual album and we review that against previous albums. We start first with the album covers.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, I will read off all the albums that we've done so far. So, for any new listeners out there, mm-hmm. uh, in chronological order of what we have done Appetite for Destruction, Slide It In, OU812, Super Unknown, Pyromania, Load, Peace of Mind, Bon Jovi, Blizzard of Oz, Jar of Flies, Winger, Single Soundtrack, Mechanical Residence, Odyssey, Hailstorm, Detonator, Highway to Hell, Once Bitten, Look What the Cat Dragged In, Hotel California, Back for the Attack, 10, Bad English, Down to Earth, Shout at the Devil, Slave to the Grind, Purple Rain, and Heat. Sonny, what do you got for
1: your album cover here for Heat? So my top five right now, I got Once Bitten at five, Hotel California at four, Purple Rain at three, Slide It In at two, and Peace of Mind, one. Um, I like the I like the cover, you know, but it is really just the logo. So I put it at number eighteen, um, right above Detonator because that album cover album period sucks, and uh, right behind Pat, Bad English. So number eighteen for me. Okay.
0: Uh, so my top five for rankings: my number five is Appetite for Destruction, four Peace of Mind, three Highway to Hell, two Blizzard of Oz, and one Purple Rain. Uh, the heat logo, I'm looking at the rankings here. It's, it's kind of reminiscent of what's going on with the mechanical residence logo, you know, kind of the, the, the metal and the sparks and stuff. Uh, it's a good logo. Uh, I'm actually going to put it at 15. I'm going to put it below Hailstorm and above the women of poison. Look what the cat dragged in. <laughs> All
2: right. Uh, I had number five for me, slide it in for peace of mind. Uh, Three, Appetite for Destruction. Two, Blizzard of Oz. Number one, I have Hotel California. Heat two is going to go right under Shout at the Devil at number 14 and above Mechanical Resonance. I think it's a better album cover, but it's very similar to Mechanical Resonance. Yeah. Yep. So let's go to the best part, and that is we're going to rank the album versus all the other
1: albums. Sonny. So for me, top five right now, Mechanica Resonance is five, Appetite's four, Slide It In's three, Hailstorm's two, Purple Rain's one. So, you know, think about the albums we've done. I mean, stuff like Shout and Oh You Wait One Two and Highway to Hell and Bon Jovi. Like some of these, they've been there my whole life, right? So it's it's tough to rate this album within the mix of the others. So what I always do is I just go, all right, what songs do I like? What songs don't I like? Go do the math on our major spreadsheet. And Heat came in at a number 11. So it's right above Peace of Mind, right below Bad English. So, yes, I have Heat better than Slave and Highway to Hell and Shout at the Devil and Blizzard of Oz, and you guys can suck it. Wow. Woo. Okay. Well, apparently you think you are a God.
0: So, okay. You've been listening to this album too much. All right. My albums, my top five, number five, single soundtrack Four, mechanical resonance. Three, ten, two, shout at the devil, one purple rain. Uh, the streak ends here of consecutive new number yeah. ones. I can tell you, you that think? right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, this album, it, it, you know, we've talked about it. It's got its ups and downs. It's goods and bads. Um, But it's a, it's a, if this makes any sense, it's a pleasant sounding album. You know, it's not like an intrusive album where it's like, ah, you know, if you, if I'm going for a run or something, this is actually a fantastic album to go running with as a soundtrack. It's really good. Uh, But that being said, I'm going to put it again. Sonny said it. We're, we're reviewing some of the most iconic albums of our lives. Um, This is going to go. At number 22 for me. It's going to go below OU812 and above down to earth. 22 out of 28 for me. Okay. All right. For me, my top
2: five, back for the attack at five, Appetite at four, Pyromania at three, Blizzard of Oz two, Hotel California is number one. Uh, where am I putting heat? I am putting heat... Um, at 24 above Odyssey below Ooh. Hailstorm. And every time I look at this, I'm like, how the fuck do I have this album here? I like I, I should have changed
0: that. Well, it's uh, funny that you say that because I always bring that up if we had a mulligan because you remember we're ranking these at the time right now. So yes. in like two months I might be like, well, Heat should be higher than this because I've been listening to it since we did the episode. But that's why the, the, when you look at the rankings, sometimes you're like, what the fuck? How is that there?
2: Yeah, I would have put Hailstorm much higher. Yeah, uh, I would probably drop Bad English a little <laughs> more and Purple Rain a little more. Um, but it, it's you know it's the time of when we actually listen to it. That's where we put it. So, yeah, that's uh, that's Heat too, Electric Boogaloo. So let's go to this. So, Sonny, what makes you rock hard?
1: You mean fully erected? Yes, Um, exactly. Yeah. So I chose an interesting one today. Because every time I type Heat, the band doesn't come up. The movie does. And I'm like, you know what? I absolutely love that movie. Great call. I love that movie. So if you haven't seen the movie Heat from 1995... It's basic. Uh, it's a bust watch. It's basically cops and robbers turned to eleven. You know, Pacino's the good guy. De Niro and Kilmer are the bad guys. Um, this movie is actually based on a real story that happened in the '60s. Michael Mann, who's a writer and director, wrote it in '79, pitched it to TV, made a TV movie that flopped, and then went to the big motion pictures with it with these actors. I mean, Pacino, De Niro, Kilmer, John Voight, Ashley Judd. Jeremy Piven. I mean, it's Tom Sizemore. Big, big names. God damn, this is a good movie. When was the last time you guys saw this movie?
0: That's been a while, but the movie's fucking legendary.
5: Oh man, I would say
0: about a month ago.
2: It was on somewhere, and I watched. You know, when you get in, when that's on, you stop and watch it, right? Yes, you. Yes, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, and and brother, you're going down.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so
2: good. Well, well. The flip side to that too. Yeah.
1: So so let me ask you a question. For me, it's better than good fellas. Oh, better that's insane. Goodfellas. That's insane. That
0: you that you need that that's insane.
1: Yeah, so I, like think, I think I
2: think I like good fellas, but I think goodfellas is way overrated. That's also everyone. insane. I, I'm sorry, Ray Liotta is to me, is like, oh my god, I just I don't like it. I don't like it. If it and it doesn't uh it, it doesn't even come close to the godfather. I'm sorry, but Everyone has Goodfellas is like... Different
0: like kind of movie. Movies. Yeah, The Godfather yeah, is, yeah.
2: On a, is on is on his own not island. The well, attending. Sonny hates
0: The Godfather, so
2: oh, yeah. here we go. Dude, I write read, read Donnie Brasco better than fucking Goodfellas.
1: I, I love Donnie Brasco. I oh, love that movie, too. But Zeus, Goodfellas or Heat? Heat.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. What is happening to this world, brother? <laughs>
3: <Ugh>. <laughs>
0: Show me! Show me! And he's
2: flipping out and fucking Tone Loke and the other guys. God damn yep. it. Tone Locke is in
0: that movie. That doesn't yep. make it good. He's also an Ace Ventura.
1: Henry Rollins is in that movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he gets a fucking it good. Ed man. Yeah. All right, for me this is this is an easy one for me because I, I, I was, uh, you know, talking about it on my social media. Uh, the new Batman movie, simply called The Batman, with Robert Pattinson. Uh, it's my favorite Batman movie, and Robert Pattinson is my favorite Batman. Now this comes from this comes from somebody who has been obsessed with The Dark Knight. Which if we're talking overrated movies, I'm going to say it right now, Heath Ledger carries The Legend of the Dark Knight. The movie's great, don't get me wrong, it's a fucking amazing movie. Christian Bale's good, Heath Ledger is great. I'm sorry, the way the story is told in The Batman with Robert Pattinson, it's like a crime thriller mystery my, my i saw it with my son he even said it too and then we read it about it in some other reviews it's almost like watching like a zodiac killer type of movie because there's an actual legitimate plot to it and it's an engrossing plot the acting is fantastic robert pattinson is great the writing the action sequences i used to think the best car chase scene i've ever seen was the car chase in the dark night well the car chase in the batman is fucking better than the one in the dark night It's got some of the most unbelievable action set pieces you've ever seen in a movie. So, for those people like, oh, I don't like superhero movies, you do not have to like superhero movies. You don't even have to like Batman. Go see this movie. And I am somebody who has very, very big, like, ADD with a movie where I have to, like, pause it and look at my phone or go upstairs, go to the bathroom. This was a, this was a, this movie was three hours long. My son and I didn't move for the entire three hours. Go see it. The Batman go to
1: him. Exactly. Uh, the best car chase ever is in gone in 60 seconds.
0: Never saw it. Oh my God.
2: <laughs> Never saw it. <laughs> but then you have the best shootout kind of car scene. All
0: that shit was in, it heat. Heat. It was in heat. Heat? though yeah. That's the best shootout scene ever in heat. Yes.
1: Dude, he you need to him. go watch gone in 60 seconds. It's okay. a great movie.
0: Okay. When he's
2: walking out of the bank and then it's, he just notices the first one he
1: knows. And unbelievable. Walking,
2: unloads, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
0: it's so good.
2: Yeah. All right. So mine is uh, something that we discussed last time. For some reason, we, we I, it got into um, Ali and I the movie, and I talked about there's a song on there that was done from the soundtrack and was a remake of Sam Cooke,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
2: Bring It On Home. So the, I like fucking some somebody's listening at all time. All of a sudden there was a documentary on Netflix. It popped up right up top. Remastered the two killings of Sam cook. Wow. Which is so good. I watched it. Um, it's about an hour and 15 minutes on Netflix. Look, I think Sam cook is a brilliant. I think his vocal style is brilliant. Um, a great one if not the greatest soul singer of all times. A lot of his stuff in his background I didn't really know. They, they break it down how much of a like barrier he was and how like the mob and shit was against him because he was empowering artists to do their own music and their own labels because people were getting ripped off and how this incredible beloved singer ends up dead in a seedy motel and they're like oh yeah He's just another black guy that got killed in a bad part of town. And they just left it like that. Not like it wasn't Elvis shot there like that. They, they, there wasn't really no big investigation and things like. So I, I watched it. I listened to it. There was a lot of good story and interesting stuff. Sam Cooke is one of those big name in, in music that even if you don't like his music, it, it it's kind of... Uh, changing for pop culture and uh it's historic if you find out his background story it'll have a lot to do with even us history so if if you um like his music and like soul music and r&b which i really do you'll even like the documentary even more it's uh it's a easy 100 hour and 15 minutes and it's fascinating and there's uh a movie out which i haven't seen yet which is what is like, I guess his famous line was, I think it was like, like, I don't think it was bitch, but bitch, you shot me, lady, (laughs) lady, you shot me. And I think they made a movie of that, which just recently came out. Um, And I haven't seen that yet. And I probably will. And maybe that'll be next month's ARCs. You make me rock hard. But yeah, Sam Cooke, what can I say? And then I would recommend, and they played a little bit of it, is his live at Harlem Square in 1963 which is what that Ali soundtrack was trying to take when he sings that Bring It On Home and the crowd is into it. And they sat on that album. Like the uh, record label sat on that album live in Harlem Square Club, not in Harlem, but in some place in Miami, till June of 1985. This album is considered legendary, one of the greatest live albums, but it was too black, like too much of the crowd going nuts and singing back to him and stuff. And they, they've sat on this for fucking that many years. And it's just an amazing story. Uh, the album is amazing, which I have. You guys would really love it. If you like soul music and stuff, yeah. you would like it. So,
1: nice. Yeah, Sounds cool. good. Did, Zeus, did you come to a determination? Who do you feel had a hand in killing them? Cause I saw all that and I've seen all the movies and I've seen a couple other things too. I've got a thought, but do you have a thought in who killed him?
2: Um, I would say who who had the, it's one of those JFK, who had the motive, yeah. who had the means, yeah. who could cover it up. Yep. Uh, I think probably the mob had something to do with it. Yep. I I
1: think it's Bobby, Bobby Womack. Oh, really? Yeah. He ended up marrying his girl. He ended up getting most of the record company, etc. He had a lot of motive.
2: Because it came back to him because he was dead. Yeah. yeah. And all the records and they were trying to set up. Yeah. I know he was going to confront him. Yeah. Supposedly, they were going to have a talk about things and it never yeah. happened. I don't know. One way or the other, it's just a matter of uh it's a sad ending to a, a huge musical figure. And yeah. it is true that that shit wouldn't have happened if Frank Sinatra was just found dead we wouldn't be like oh well sorry
0: it's true no, no unfortunately you're right yep
2: but fascinating shit anyway uh sunny
1: where can we find you buddy um social media uh growing up and i'll tell you i don't always pimp grownuprock.com heavy but if you love heat check out our top 10 heat episode from june 21st 2020 and you'll get a little more history and get um, accustomed to a little bit of their music. But, uh, and then of course, podcast rock city, we're still up and running going good.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So shout it out loud cast. If this is your first time listening to us, we are an all kiss podcast. We drop new kiss related episodes every Saturday and we do these album review crew episodes once a month with sunny and we rotate picks. This was sunny's pick. The next pick will be Zeus. And then after that will be our Patreon pick rotation. And then back to me, uh but you can find us on our brand new website shoutoutloudcast.com shoutoutloudcast.com and you can also reach us at our email shoutoutloudcast at shoutoutloudcast@gmail.com uh is a great way to reach out to us and send us some feedback on heat uh and how sunny and Zeus I uh, don't know what they're talking about by saying that the movie is better than goodfellas uh you know please send those attention me and of course we're very active on all the social media twitter facebook instagram uh and you know we're very active i'm sure if you guys are following us and listening to us you you know that you're all part of the family with us and speaking of that we're part of the pantheon podcast family tons of great shows there so check those out but we're easy to reach again our website and our email address check us out yeah we really are excited about the
2: website and uh what's great about it specifically with this show is you can see every episode And if you want to, you can see the spoilers where we rank the song before you listen to the episode, during, or you can hide it and, you know, go back and look at it afterwards. You can see all our rankings, where we rank the albums, the album covers. You can see what we put as a top 50 songs, the worst 20 songs. Some of these might be on there. You never know. But (laughs) the website is something we're really proud of. We worked on it a lot. And you can also find photos of the one and only Sonny Pony on there,
0: Ooh, so extra that's an, bonus. That's an extra fee, though. That that's in the pay section of the website. <laughs> the that's VIP, on, yeah. yeah, that's a
2: VIP Patreon selection. <laughs> we have screenshots of Sunny doing the show with us. So.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: Yep. And you, don't forget, you can always DM us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We enjoy those. Um, please subscribe. We hit the five hundred mark on YouTube. YouTube, <laughs> nice. Next mark, 600. Please subscribe to us there. It really helps the show, along with giving us a five-star child review on all the platforms where that's able. So you can do that on Apple, Podchaser, Spotify, all those places. Anywhere you do that is greatly appreciated, and it helps the show out tremendously don't forget you can always email us shout it out loudcast at gmail.com shout it out loudcast at gmail.com in this leave us some um, messages and uh, your thoughts on the show uh, or obviously on our social media platforms and now on the episode on the website at shout it out loudcast.com so we end usually with famous last words Tom, do you got any? Oh, I do.
0: Oh, I've got to look away. I can't stand myself in the mirror. What should I have done? I
1: am one with the rain. Sonny, what do you got, brother? I can't rewind. I'm trapped in time. By all the memories we created. I just can't take it. We both moved on and on to others, on and on, but I'll come clean. I never stopped thinking about you, girl. Oh,
0: (laughs) Jermaine, stop teasing. Tito, get me some tissue.
2: (laughs) Oh, boy. We are gods of the universe. We are <laughs> gods of the universe. Stand up. Get up. Get on your feet. We're not going to make believe because we, we are, are gods. gods.
0: What a way to end.
2: Tom, thank you. Sonny, thank you. Kiss Army, Loudcasters. Heat fans of the world and Sonny Pooney, uh, thank you very much.
1: Yeah, always a good time, always a good hand, guys. Thank you so
0: much, uh, everybody out there. Sonny, thanks for picking an uh, interesting and unique album to expose us to some new music. And uh, Zeus, as always, thank you. Peace out,
2: Girl Scout.
3: I just
4: want to get mixed up with that bitch. Here she got a great ass.
5: And you got your head
4: all the way up it.
5: Jesus. When I think of asses, woman's ass, something comes out of me. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.